Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, Image Radio Call Sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And it's time to wrap up the Thanksgiving, get ready for the Christmas. Talking about some radio, so let's get started. Yowza. Big news, Leah. What's the big Black news? Black Friday was wild. We how, were... how was it wild? So, um... Black Friday's kind of sucked the last couple of years. Why? Just not really good deals. Right? And I'm 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 reviewing all this in retrospect. This year's Black Friday was good. It was real good. Okay. Yeah. What was uh, you're going to have to be more specific, I think. Uh I think I mentioned that Icom repeater, $1600 repeater. They were liquidating oh, them yeah. at four hundred and five hundred dollars at HRO. Mm-hmm. The Yesu HF radios—they were dropping those things. They got their brand new SDR base station, the the seven ten sub one thousand dollars. That's incredible. Like eight hundred or nine hundred dollars on that thing. Just absolutely spectacular deals. Handhelds were, were doing good. Uh, Radiotity, always consistently good. They had good deals as well. It was just really good. I hope everybody, you know, took advantage of it because I think probably tomorrow, Friday, is going to be like the last quote-unquote Cyber Monday day of the week. That's Friday. No, I, I know. But Cyber Monday's now like turned into a whole week. Yeah. A lot of the deals go the whole week. I got all the Christmas shopping done. I know. I got almost all of my Christmas shopping done. The thing always trips me up is stockings i always forget the stockings Mm. and by stockings i mean stocking yeah because i bought all the stuff for stockings already just one stocking that i have to be responsible for (laughs) i'm not saying whose it is but i think you know them you that know stocking. You know what's strange? I've seen stockings, and I don't. Is it, I don't know if this is normal, but I've seen people open stockings, and there were like AirPods in them. And I, my understanding about stockings was always that they were supposed to be like little, like fun things, not like something you would consider a wrapped gift under the tree. I've had some decent presents come out of a stocking. Like what? Right now, like I think I've got an I had an MP3 player once one year. Oh, like a, a Zoom? Stu- no, I never <laughs> had a Zoom. Somebody asked me about that. They're like, you never had a Zoom? Oh, I never had a Zoom. So the um, the stocking is more about the size of the gift, from my point of view. Chloe has a lot to say about stockings, apparently. Oh, she's getting a stock. She has You're a, getting stocking. a stocking. Yeah. And she's here in the podcast. By the way, everybody that's listening to us, we uh, Leia went to Old Navy and bought their yearly Christmas pajamas. Okay, see, here's and I have a Chloe confession. To has make. a pajama. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> the I usually do not do anything Christmas related until after Thanksgiving. It's a general rule for me. Except this year, I broke it because Old Navy releases their Christmas pajamas in November, if not October, actually. And every year, the pajamas that I want sell out because I like the flannel button-down pajamas. Yeah. And I want the whole family to match. Of course. Including Chloe. Including the dog. <laughs> so I had to buy them 
way before Christmas and then just hide them away like they didn't exist. So we are now wearing the pajamas because we will wake up and it will be December. So. That is literally what <laughs> There's always a method. Gonna... There's always a reason. <laughs> there is seldom a time where Leia does something just because. There's always a deep reason behind it. <laughs> I mean, everybody put on the pajamas. And then, so I just went to go mm-hmm. see if you can get any version of these flannel pajamas that uh, a, a very nice surprise for the ladies has pockets. Mm-hmm. Our pajamas don't always have pockets. No, no. Right? And they don't even have this listed on the site anymore. They have Whoa. flannel pajamas. The pattern we got does not exist on the site anymore. It exists in like other iterations, mm-hmm. but n- not in the flannel button downs. I see. So what's your week been like, Leia, since we last talked on the podcast? Well, our city has a Santa float. It does. It's okay. dragged behind a big truck. And it is actually very coveted, these these spots to get on the Santa mm. float because they drive around um, different parts of the city, different days they're in different parts of the city. Right. And usually it's a city council member plus whoever they've decided to bring with them. Mm-hmm. And they did a raffle this year. Oh. Okay. So today, my friend who's a city council member called me. Mm-hmm. And it was something totally unrelated. But the first thing I said was, are you calling to tell me I won a spot on the on the, on the float? And then he was like, wait, you've never ridden the float? Mm-hmm. I was like, no. And then he's like, oh, let me work this out for you right now. I was like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Could you imagine the number of pissed off people? <laughs> That's where you can hold up your sign. <laughs> and then it says your your, your mayoral uh, <laughs> your council sign. And then so I Vote for me, I yelled to you, Josh, you want to ride the Santa float? Oh, I didn't hear it. Right. You didn't hear it. But the boys ran in and Ben goes, can I dress up like an elf? And I'm like, I'm sure you could. And then Edison's like, I want to dress up like Rudolph. And I'm like, there's already deer on the float. But OK. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I changed my mind. I don't want to ride this float at all. <laughs> and so. We're not. We're not gonna. <laughs> it's all or nothing. <laughs> I mean, I could dress up like the Grinch. Uh, I don't know about that. A full green suit. You just freak out. No, then I'd have to dress up like Cindy Lou Who. It becomes a whole thing. Cindy Lou like, Who was just a like child. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> Had to dress up in a blonde wig with a braid sticking up. They had nothing to do with it. There was no. That's weird. Cindy Lou Who was a child. In the Grinch. Yeah, a child. A yeah, but she's child. one of the main characters in the Grinch. Yeah, but the whole you and I relationship, and mm. then the Grinch oh, and her had I no see. type of that kind of relationship. I mean, she had to grow up sometime. <gasps> what? No, I mean, have you seen the <clears throat> the people who go to events as the Grinch and Cindy Lou Who? They're all grown women. This is weird. I don't think they're seeing it that way. Obviously. She grows up into a regular adult woman. Not Asian, but... <laughs> all right. So... It, that, it, uh, that the, was Asian, the... the Asian uh, version of this is actually Cindy Lee Hu. <laughs> yes. Lao Ban Santa. 
so anyway, so that's the ride of us not actually getting on the floor. And then it turns out the day that it's coming to our neighborhood anyway, mm-hmm. the boys have tennis. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I care about is being on a float. Yes. The when it drives in front of Karen's house. <laughs> that's the only thing I care about. No, it's fine. It, it is fine. Because yeah. I didn't want to do that anyway. Well, because he was like, I don't know if I can guarantee that you'll be on the float the day that I'm on the float. But I, you know, maybe one of the... And I was like, I don't want to get stuck with a council member I don't like. Just you and Linda? <laughs> Linda's fine. That's not the one oh, I'm worried no, about. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. That could be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, So... This might sound weird, uh, but I like to shoot B-roll of council members. Is it okay if I just record you? The whole time. The whole time? Yeah. No reason. Just a thing I do. Have you heard of deep fakes? Good. No? Good. 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 Oh, I thought you said you were saying that because we'd uh, catch somebody in the actor doing something illegal. <laughs> Just constantly doing illegal. I'm kind of like a police officer. I wear a body camera at all times, <laughs> particularly around politicians. Yeah. Why does so. that say property of the California bar on your <laughs> on your camera? No reason. <laughs> so weird. I'm a mixologist. <laughs> I like to make complicated cocktails. So, would you like to try some eggnog? <laughs> Yeah, well, anyway. Hey, welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course. We'd like to kick off the show with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And it is back, baby. The Jankopotamus is back. I don't know how many Janka, what, what, what's a what, what's the non-plural Jankopodi? Jankopotamuses? Jankopotamuses. Jankopotamuses. I I know everybody the first round the Jankopotamus was $50, right? Still an unspeakable amount of money for a laptop. God, what can you even buy with $50? You can't buy laptop? a $50 laptop, right? It's not good. No question, not you good. You can't even buy like good wireless headphones no, yeah, for $50. No, just trash. And then you think of all the parts that are actually in it for There's $50. speakers in it. There's speakers <laughs> in it. There's Wi-Fi. It's got Bluetooth. It has so many things. You can't it's even bad. buy anything Bluetooth for $50. Right. And so everybody, if you, you can go back to last, I think it was last year or the year before last year, I did a review of the first gen Jankopotamus. Which is ar- arguably considered the best, the gold standard of Jankopotamuses. Okay. okay. The gold Jankopotamus. The, Got the it. golden Jankopotamus. I made a second video showing people how to do the D bloat on that laptop. Right. Because it's bloated. It's super bloated. Windows. Oh, you didn't de bloat Edison's. Oh, I haven't de bloated Edison's yet. Yeah. So once you do the D bloat, it's actually pretty good. And it's low power draw. So you can go out and you can use it for hours and it's 12 volts. So it will charge off of your ham radio batteries when you're in the field. Right. This has been the long. The the, the best part. Yeah. Okay. So where is one of them? There's, there's one around here somewhere. Okay. Okay. So 
They're back at Micro Center. You have to buy it in the Micro you Center. You have to craft they don't it ship. yourself. They don't ship. <laughs> at Michael but, Center. But, yeah, Michael Center. <laughs> My, uh, at Micro Center, they had a uh, Jankoponimus second gen come out. The second gen, they took out the coaxial power plug and they okay. swapped it to USB-C. Oh, no. But it wasn't a true USB-C for power delivery. It was just a power over USB-C. It was not a standardized. Okay, this is getting in the weeds some. But mm. did you know that the USB-C standard isn't really solidified yet and it's still being manipulated? And there are many different standards for power over Yeah, USB-C? I can tell that. When I plug into different USB, oh yeah, cables. it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> is this the fast one? No, no, it's or not. This it's the... not the cable's fault. It's the device. The device may not take fast charge, and so some of my, all of my chargers are fast chargers, and so when I plug a dumb device into it, it's like, nope, not going to charge off of this. Sorry for all this luxurious power. I'm going to catch on fire. Me. Yeah, no, it just doesn't do anything. Anyway. So the second gen Jankopotamus was not the preferred Jankopotamus, okay? Okay. The one they're selling at Micro Center right now is the preferred Jankopotamus. It has the coaxial. It does not have the USB-C, which is a good thing, I promise you. And it has a SIM card slot. The first gens had a SIM card slot, so you could actually run 4G, not 5G. Come on now. It's $50. (laughs) 4G internet. Off of the laptop, straight into it. Incredible. It's gone up in price, though. Times times have gotten tough. They had to pay for that. It is now $80, <laughs> which is still I mean, that's a pretty insane. big markup, but that's it's a, a good deal markup, on but a laptop. It's still a good deal. Yeah. It's still a good deal. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to, it's it's not a durable laptop. No, though. no, no, like, no. Like at all. Like I would tell, I would tell most hams listening to Edison me, broke that very quickly. Well, he broke it because he literally put something between the the lid and the body and closed it. Let me go ahead and tell you, Leia. I thought he dropped it. No. Let me go ahead and tell you, um, all laptops will fail if you do that. (laughs) (laughs) There's not a... (laughs) Uh, Even a tough book? Yeah, a tough book. I'll break a tough book. If I put put a Baofeng on the keyboard of a tough book and slam the lid shut, I will Uh break the screen. Uh, I will break the screen. Okay. Not all tough books necessarily, but... I'd have to go pretty I'd have to go pretty ham on it. <laughs> I would tell most hams listening to this if there's a micro center in your area, just go buy like 3 or 4 of them. I hate to say that because here's the thing. Now it's the price of a normal laptop. No, no, here's the thing. They're going to go away. They're going to disappear and they're inevitably going to go up in value and you will have a laptop that is completely serviceable for all those crazy weird things that you don't want to subject your normal laptop to all those mm. fly by night applications mm-hmm. that things that cause viruses make. not necessarily oh. viruses <laughs> but just like weird applications like every ha- like there's so many weird ham radio applications that if it were any other community and somebody's like i don't know just go to like my github and download this like weird thing I'd be like, I don't know, that sounds really sus. Oh, it's a ham radio application? Oh yeah, bet. Let's let's go ahead and load it on this laptop. My my Jankapoda muses, because I have like Joe Mamai. Well, I've got the crap top. Right. That's a different one. Mm-hmm. And then they got the gateway Jankapodamus. That's Jankapodamus Mark II. Okay. Um, so there's there's many different lineage. There's a whole lineage to these. Okay. I will use them for all the weird sus things that are not connected to any of my accounts. It's like a burner laptop. 
It's a burner laptop. I think it's actually cheaper than a burner phone. Actually. It probably <laughs> is. So it's available again. We'll 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 drop it in the show notes. It's at Micro Center. Yeah, fifty five bucks, man. It's it's insanely good deal. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. Leia, would you like to take a test? Well, would you? I mean, not particularly, but I'm on sub-element G2. And uh, I'm appro- I'm quickly approaching seeing 50% of the questions in this sub-element. <laughs> really booking it. Through. <laughs> You're moving so fast. <laughs> the first question of the week reads, what does the term zero beat mean and CW operation. Mm. A, matching the transmit frequency to the frequency of a received signal. B, matching the speed of the transmitting station. C, sending without error. Or D, operating split to avoid interference on the frequency. I got this wrong. Mm -hmm. It is matching the transmit frequency to the frequency of a received signal. Yes, indeed. It says, when operating in CW mode, it is best to match up your transmit frequency to the frequency of the received signal. This is called zero beating the signal. It means that both stations are using the same frequency and or wavelength and not competing nearby waveforms. This allows for the best clarity of signal transmission and reception between two stations. This is actually not always true. In some situations... Why did ham study lie to me? Well, because ham study is just making one quick little blurb. The reality is, is that in certain situations like POTA and SODA, some of those activators would like it if you were slightly off their center frequency. Just slightly. Why? Different sound, um, different tonal quality, different amount of people that are piling up. You know, giving them a little bit of space is not a bad idea, particularly when there's a lot of people that are in a pileup that are all trying to work them. Mm-hmm. All those signals can get muddied. So being off frequency a little bit is actually encouraged by some of the CW activators. All right. Yeah. When sending CW, what does a C mean when added to the RST report? A, report was read from an S meter rather than estimated. B, chirpy signal, chirpy or unstable signal. C, key clicks. Or D, 100% copy. Mm. I have, I guessed at B, chirpy or unstable signal, and that was correct. There you go. You got All a, right. you got a bird? Uh, C stands for chirpy. You're running birds on the air, or what are we doing here? What pro sign is sent to indicate the end of a formal message when using CW? A, KN, B, BK, C, SK, or D, AR? I don't know this either. SK. Uh, it is AR. AR? Mm-hmm. Let me read Formal. it. Mm-hmm. Procedural signs are common abbreviations okay. that help send shorter, more efficient transmissions. The pro sign AR indicates the end of a formal message. For, okay, formal is the key word here. All right. It can also mean new page or new message. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, the use of the AR pro sign is a superfluous in informal Morse conversations. 
In other words, unnecessary, extra, <laughs> beyond the what is needed. salad fork of CW ProSign. There's a really good reason for salad forks. You. Okay. Because salad is the first course and the fork along with the plate get taken away. You know what, though? What they didn't tell you is that when you send AR, it must be chilled. <laughs> Because that's important. So uh, you can remember this by remembering acknowledging receipt, AR, or oh, okay. all is received, AR, or Armalite rifle. Armalite rifle. Okay. Which is the appropriate acronym mm. for AR. What does the Q signal QSL mean? A, sense lower. B, we have worked before. C, we already have confirmed the contact. Or D, I have received and understood. The answer is D, I have received and understood. I remember that just because there are QSL cards. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yes. And I often say that instead of like, you know, um, I will say that sometimes as a response to make sure someone understood me. Okay. It's kind of a crutch. I overuse it. I believe I overuse it in single sideband. Okay. I'm sure Kyle's listening and goes, you shouldn't even use it at all. <laughs> but um, it's it's generally okay to say, like, if, if I want someone to, if they copied my signal report and where I'm at, that if I send QSL, it's a then for them to reply, you know, copy, copy, whatever. All right. The last question reads, what does the Q signal QRN mean? A, send more slowly. B, I am troubled by static. C, stop sending. D, zero beat my signal. Stop stop sending when you're talking to me. QRN means I am troubled by static. I am troubled by static. Yeah. I remember that. I'm stuck in a dryer. <laughs> Quick, get me dryer sheets. I need bounty. or Not bounty, downy. Or or, uh, or wool balls. <laughs> that's that's the other thing. Yeah. That prevents static. Well, I skipped an announcement. I want to make sure we hit these announcements. This is incredibly important. Ham Radio Workbenches on the Air. We mentioned it last week, but it's happening this weekend. It is December. That's it's not Sunday. a great acronym. What's that? That's not a great acronym. It's it's pronounced Herwoboda. 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 And I'm on their website right now, and boy, howdy. There it is. December 3rd from 1800 UTC to 2200 UTC, or 10 a.m. to 10 p. Sorry, 2 p.m. Pacific. This is the time to get on the air to work your favorite hosts from the Ham Radio Workbench. This is a podcast we really like. And by we, I mean me. Yes. <laughs> Big fan. You are a big fan. I love the Ham Radio Workbench, yeah. yeah. Shout out to all my friends over there. Also, if you'd like to study along with Leia when you're doing your little practice exams, we highly recommend hamstudy.org and the books made by Gordon West. Those test prep books are available on Amazon, and they can take you from general to general. general. That was me trying to get technician and general into one word. <laughs> technician, general, and extra. And uh, yeah, they're they're fantastic. They got me my technician and my general. I used uh, Gordon West books, but also we highly recommend the Fast Track to Your Ham Radio license. Those are audio books, also on Amazon. But you know, Audible is the is the group that they use there. I use that for extra and the little mental training of hearing that bell 
after they gave the right answer and stuff like that really, really helped. I think for me, particularly in a complex type of test or more complex, like the Amateur Extra was. So go ahead and check that out. Show notes will have all the links for what you're looking for, and we appreciate it. We'll join the conversation by leaving a review on the Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. It's kind of like the YouTubes. If you put it on Apple Podcasts, that's the best way that, like, it's the, it's the most heavily weighted and considered of podcast aggregating systems. Of course, you can send us a review, but also email us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. Leah, we have two. Oh. Two. Reviews. Good week. Yeah. <laughs> and this one just cracks me up. A brown stain writes. Hey, a brown stain. <laughs> they write, subject, it's growing on me. <laughs> We're beating him down with our <laughs> with our banter. Last week's was really long. It was so. long. There's a lot of people that come. That was like, yes, back to the old ways, the old days. Four hours of beat down. <laughs> four hours of beat down. They write. It took me a while to warm up to the lengthy episodes, but I'm starting to enjoy them. Oh, thank you for. We're like the Vegemite of podcasts. Yeah. Vegemite's delicious. Yeah, but nobody's. Well, I. A lot of people don't start out like absolutely loving it. They got to like, you know, they got to work I, at it. Now I want to have Vegemite for breakfast. <laughs> I appreciate the loving dynamic between we love the word. I love the word dynamic. Yes. Whew, you couldn't have picked a better word between Josh and Leah and seeing Aww, them thank you. hold each other accountable to be kind to one another. <laughs> I don't know what podcast this guy listens to, frankly. <laughs> But we appreciate it, a brown stain. Thank you so much. And Un thank you for continuing to listen until... Thank you for forcing yourself <laughs> to listen until you like it. That's the kind of commitment. That's the spirit. That's the, I can that's tell the right you way. are a successful person. This is Yeah, this, <laughs> this is a person who gets things done. Yes. Like, give Endures. things to a brown stain. Yes. That is a doer right there. He's got it written all over him. Yeah. <laughs> This is from K-E-0-V-I-M-I-K-E, -I -I -E or, or V-Mike. Well, hello, V-Mike. It's, it's Vim, but his name's Mike. Okay. <laughs> I think we might know this person. I don't know, but... CW Lounge is the best thing going on any <gasps> podcast, <laughs> is the subject. Take that, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I heard the podcast host, Josh and Leah are removing the CW Lounge due to a recent <laughs> negative review on this segment. I hope everyone that enjoys it will be sure to leave a positive review, <laughs> oh, no. specifically calling no. out the CW Lounge as the best uh, segment I... of the show, or as I say, the best segment on pod. <laughs> I especially like it when the two hosts are calling out letters seemingly at random <laughs> as the testee is repeatedly corrected by the tester. Also, the banter of the two hosts as the testee frustrates the tester <laughs> with the technique on either the paddles or the straight key is equally entertaining. It would sure be a shame if this were all to go away. I hope the hosts receive a flood of positive <laughs> reviews 
from each of their loyal listeners. Oh, you know what? But if you don't like the lounge, please also leave a review. <laughs> Specif- and, and then in all caps, these two words, specifically referring to the <laughs> best segment on pod, the CW Lounge. And this is from the Travel and Ham. Well, thank you so much for that that review. Um, I I really do encourage that everybody be very honest about the CW Lounge. Let's just not be one sided about it. You know? We're turning we're turning the the uh, the Apple Podcast commenting area into the FCC for comment section after rule change. You know what though? Hmm. We're gonna be more responsive than they are. Dang! <laughs> Dang! Leo went there. <laughs> We're not going to sit on it for four years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Leo's, Leo's a little salty today. I like it. <laughs> today. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go. For I shall fear no man of peace. One foot after the other. For I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Welcome to the preparedness corner. Leia's preparedness corner. Where she dazzles us with some (laughs) new preparedness story or preparedness tip. I have a preparedness story. A preparedness I, story. Yeah, and actually... <laughs> a story of preparedness. It's truly a story. Did you prepare this story? Because normally yes. I go to r slash preppers and it's it's Is pretty a, solid your, content. a story of your personal preparedness? No, okay. no. It's uh, someone else's story. It comes from user Mellow Yellow Marshmallow. Okay. Oh. And it, it piqued my interest because it was titled, How Do I Understand My Husband's Prepping Behavior? And I was fully prepared to go in here yeah. and explain to this woman the importance of preparedness. Right, right, Okay, right. as a yeah. woman, right? Okay, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. It's, it's a question. Sorry I'm not an intense prepper, but I thought this place could help. I have always liked being prepared with winter blankets and food and water in cars and a go bag. Background. I have known my husband since we were 14. We are 24 now. We recently discovered I have a terminal illness and won't live past 35 to 45 probably. He didn't have any of these prepping ideas until we got engaged. Then he got this idea in his head that he has to provide for his future wife. Oh, so this... (laughs) And protect me. This was a ride I was not expecting to go down in this subreddit. Oh my god! Wait, but he. This is one of those like you said the loud part quiet, yeah. the quiet part loud. Yeah. Like you, that's an internal monologue type of thing, right? Yeah. At the end, she says, "And protect me." Yeah, yeah. Dot, <laughs> yeah. dot, dot. Yeah. He got a handgun, which I was like, okay, I guess it's fine if I don't see it. I have PTSD related to guns due to being threatened and pistol whipped in the past with one. What and is they happening? me out beyond belief. I am so sad for this woman. This okay? is wild. The saving food, having a go bag, backup generator all makes sense to me. Okay. But this past year, it's just gotten so intense and I don't know how to understand his reasoning. He tries to explain it and I don't get it. 
I make enough to provide for both of us. He also works and makes around $4,000 a month, which I urge him to put into investments. But instead, he spends his whole paycheck on guns, ammo, prepping gear, and emergency food. Oh, my God. He sold his... Chad. He sold his smartphone and got a flip phone so the government can't track him anymore, quote. This man is definitely transmitting illegally with the Baofeng. He now wants me to move my arts and crafts room into the dining room so he can turn that entire 15 by 15 foot by Panic 10 room? foot room into an emergency storage room. <laughs> the woman is not going to live that long. Let her have her craft room. I know, right? And just this past month, he has been obsessed with the idea of selling all our possessions, quitting our jobs and moving to a hundred acre lot in Kansas where he will, quote, build a house from scratch farm all our food and provide for me and keep me safe, end quote. Note this man can't fix anything and has had a mental breakdown oh every time gosh. he builds Ikea. Oh I fix and gosh. build everything. No, no. Anyways, I don't see this as a good idea. This man read too many James Wesley Rawls. I mean, she's got she's got at least two decades in her, right? I mean, but if she has a terminal illness, I have to assume... That she needs to be near a medical care facility and moving out to a hundred acre like plot of land probably means that there's what, not medical What if that's care all in this flows. man's planning, his preparedness planning? But maybe y'all have some ideas for how I can see eye to eye. Do you see how understanding this person is? She has told us an insane story and goes, how do I support him? <laughs> like. And maybe understand his logic. I love this man to death, but I'm just so not on board. I kind of just want to live out my last 10 to 20 years having fun, not doing backbreaking manual labor on a farm. Plus, I'm healthy now, but probably won't be able to enjoy physical things so much soon. Oh, my gosh. I just want to help him achieve his dreams, but I don't understand right now. So sad. Okay, so I I wanted to read this. What a way to bring the podcast (laughs) down. Man, that's depressing. One, for you to give advice. But two, for everybody to... uh, One of the big criticisms of the preparedness corner is that like, oh, there's crazy preparedness in it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that we do crazy preparedness. No. And one of the reasons that I wanted... And if you were to look at where we are at now... One must consider how long it took us to get to where we are now. Right. It was never a give away the smartphone. We got to go to the flip phone. Type we got to go oh, ham radio only. We're going ham radio only, right? No, nothing like that. It's it's simply that I think everyone in the United States, most people, grow up in an area that is touched by nature. Earthquakes, fire, tornadoes, hurricane. We are all have been or will likely be touched by these events. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense to be prepared for them. That's it. That's all it is. Here's the thing. I totally understand the 100 acre lot in Kansas living off the land. Like I think. I mean, that's like tornado country, too. Right. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't elect to go to one of those like super angry natural disaster sure areas, right sure. to make my not bug one out that can pick up something and move it somewhere i mean something I, very like large a, a and bug out location else. for me would be like colorado right i don't know 
Okay. There's All lots. Right. Of, there's lots of things. To New Mexico. Here. New Mexico would be a good bug out location. Okay. Kind of quiet. Nobody wants to go there. Okay. All I'm just right. kidding. I I love New Mexico. They have hatched chilies. It's the land of enchantment. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's their that's their motto. I bring this and up. one of my favorite flags next to Maryland in the nation. Ah, excellent. Mm -hmm. I bring this up because I think that this person, the the husband, is a prime example of like allowing preparedness to come into the forefront when in reality it's just a supplemental skill to to protect the things that you genuinely care about you don't it's not seeing the forest for the trees no i'll tell you i'll tell you what i think it and and this is me maybe this is one of those doth think he protests too much i have a feeling that this gentleman might be dipping into the world of fantasy and making it real life become manifest this is definitely a dude who goes to sleep at night thinking about hypothetical disaster scenarios and self-defense scenarios that likely he will never face. I, I think it's his a way of him dealing with his grief. That is also likely what's happening is that he is probably unhappy about things that are very out of his control. Yeah. Either with his wife, whom he probably loves. Assume the benefit, you know, benefit of the doubt kind of thing. Maybe he also is unhappy with his ability to not really provide for himself it sounds like she's probably the, the breadwinner you mm -hmm. know that is a thing that dudes go through let's just be honest with each other um there's so many things because i don't I'm, I, I don't like to psychoanalyze people but i will say definitely there are, are times where it is easy to focus on the things we can buy and think about what the world will be like once i get more of these things right but that's seldom the thing that will solve the real problems you're going through in your life right and that's what it sounds like this man is probably dealing with so it's interesting because if if not for this diagnosis i i and uh, the smartphone thing aside, right? If you strip the diagnosis from this, you strip the... Strip the diagnosis, go back to a smartphone. Normal guy. Right? Isn't it odd how just those two things reframe the entire situation? I mean, we don't know what he's being influenced by. We don't know what type of media he's consuming. We don't know, you know, what's going on in that front. And that and that has yeah. its own way of, of drilling into your brain. And uh, not... Manipulation is the wrong word, but definitely planting an idea of something that you probably haven't considered before. And your our brains are wild with when you get a new concept or idea, your mind goes all a flutter just thinking about the possibilities of that, right? Mm -hmm. The thing that really I think is proof positive that he's living in a fantasy world is that she commented that this is a guy who can't put IKEA together. Right. And he's oh, that's go an important part. Build of it too. it's delusion, right? Yeah. He's literally living a delusional life right now, because I wouldn't consider moving to Kansas and building a house. You're pretty handy, and I'm pretty handy. Yeah, I can build things that have already been, you know, brought most of the way. You tell me to like, here's some wood. Sorry, wood's the wrong answer. Here's some trees I have fell. <laughs> please build a house out of that right i think i could do it you 
are this guy. <laughs> are you his next wife? Is that? No. <laughs> that is like, it, it is, um, it's the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? The the concept, you know, Dunning-Kruger? Dunning-Kruger right, where the drunk curve. No. No, the bot. Oh. oh. Oh, man. Oh, Dunning-Kruger is where you don't know what you don't know. You get a bit of knowledge in something and you think you got really smart. But then the further you go, there's a depth, like a void that you tap into where you're like, oh, my God, I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And it's only later that you start digging your way out of it and it starts coming back up. The reality is, is that the real Dunning-Kruger effect with like a complex thing is going to have many of these peaks and valleys where you're constantly going up and down throughout, you know, the whole thing. Sure. What you confused it for was the bomber curve. Yes. Which is a very specific discussion of how much alcohol you can drink to attain the perfect efficiency in software development and then how you sustain it without getting too drunk and blowing the curve or coming down, which is also bad in the wrong direction, to just just drive it out, the bomber curve. Yeah. Named after Steve Bomber of Microsoft. Excellent. Yeah. So All I right. That was, yeah, that was a little... It was a weird preparedness corner. A little bit of a downer. Yeah. <laughs> Love to hear your thoughts. Make sure to send them. That's... <laughs> What's that noise? It's the best segment. It's What's that noise? It's the best segment of the podcast. Morse code. You're right. I'm on a lot of practice. Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me in Morse code. What the hell is he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old Morse code. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, it's time. Time for everybody's... Oh, stop. <laughs> what did I just do? Oh, we're good. Oh, you're, you're, you're typing things out. Is that you? No. All right, hold it's on. It's not working. We're adding a character this week. <sighs> it's really going to be great. You want to preview some characters here? That's a new character. A. Dida. 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 You want to send some training here? Okay, you're ready for three, two, one. You should be good to key. R. A. I. S. U. M. Okay. We're good. Do you want me to send you these or like I noticed you've co-opted the key to the last couple of weeks or I felt I... <clears throat> I felt it was more effective when I had to mm -hmm. learn to key it to help me learn Nobody to key has it. a Okay, so this is what we uh, most people feel. They're like I I just got to get my hand I get my hand on this old technology get your hands all over it. The problem is you're not going to have a problem sending. Random copy is going to be your problem. Random copy is everybody's problem. I know, but I'm a doing learner. Everybody says that, Leia. <laughs> Everybody says that. It's not, you're not a special snowflake. Everybody says this. CW is like one of those great, like unifying things where it's like, you can't, you can't cram it. You can't. You just gotta do it. It's difficult. It's like learn. It's like learning a language, but also semi-musical because you gotta use your hands and stuff, right? 
So musical. So musical. <laughs> Send me an A. Go back to the A. Yeah, that's pretty good. Thanks. Another one. That was dit dit. Like, dip, dit ah. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's 20 words per minute. Okay. Three, two, Lost one in there somewhere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not bad though. That's pretty good. A is so depending on the method of learning you have, I think the first character for Koch method traditionally is K, and then it's either A or N. So they flip. You you probably have noticed this that they'll if there is a dit da, there must be a da dit. The da dit is N. Okay. okay. You want to try it again at twenty words per minute? And yeah. then drop down. No, I was going to go up. We're going up. <laughs> kidding. Ready? Mm -hmm. Three, mm -hmm. two, ah, one. No, that was a good one. M. M. U. S. M. M. P. P. Uh, P. <laughs> you know, I mean, learn P. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh, it corrected what I typed into mumps. That's why. Okay, well, what was it? Do you remember? Uh. K? It was a K. S? It was an S. And then I missed some in there, and then it went AA. It was a U. Uh huh. And then it was an AA. That's true. S. S. A. 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 There's two A's. Uh -huh, and then, and then R. Else. And there was an R. Yeah. So it was an S A A R, mm -hmm. not S A A A R. You added a character if that was the case. S A A R. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Really good, actually. I'm very impressed. Well, thank you. All right, next character. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's pretty good. Actually, I'm I'm okay. We can You don't want to reprogram it to 13. That's why. <laughs> 13. What do you mean? We're going to go down. You want to go down? No, we're good. No, I can go I'm down. I'm close. No, it's fine. I'm, we're fine. It takes no. me like a second Let's to move do it, on. So. Let's move on to the show topic. I well, think. don't I guess call me out. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it right now. I've seen me do it. Mess with me. Leah, would you like to That's take not a right. I don't know. I slipped and clicked that. Don't listen to that live. Man. Here we go. So the show topic. All right. Today so today's discussion for today is. Go on to the show. The topic of today's show is. Gentlemen, let's get down to business. Here's a bit of a story. I was a young engineer 
And I was doing. I remember those times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was a young engineer and I was doing my first RFR, which stands for run for record. Okay. And an RFR is where you demonstrate that your software can do the things that the requirement says it can do. Mm-hmm. So you cook up these test procedures mm-hmm. that will exercise at various points the different requirements that call out that right. your software must do X, Y, and Z. And I finished. I was successful. There was some bumps. I took some comments. And my uh, lead, the software lead of leads, had called a meeting, brought me in there, and uh, had me build a slide package. And said, and said, I want you to explain to everybody how you were able to pass and go because up to this point, I think there was a couple of uh, attempts, but I was one of the first ones that passed. So I made a slide right in the beginning. Okay, that okay. said, I think one of the things that helped me through this RFR process was that I was able to stay calm in the high stress environment. So if you do the work up front to organize all of your testing, all of this other stuff, I think you can be successful, right? Like I was trying to build confidence. Okay. And he's like, no, I don't want to hear any of that stuff. I want you to tell people what you did, the steps you took that were helped you succeed. What? That was what he told me. He's like, get, get off, get off this slide. I don't want to see this. (laughs) I don't want to know the the truth. No, (laughs) the the truth was that I did, I did preparation and I had documents prepared that, that, you know, I tested beforehand, right? I did all these different things to, to test, right? So when I said, you know, the first thing you should do is is center yourself and understand that it's going to be a stressful situation, particularly if you've never done this before. He didn't want to hear it. Well, why didn't we want to hear it? Because he'd already been through it. Mm. Whether or not he acknowledged that or remembers that he lived through a stressful situation, he probably just didn't want to, you know, consider that that was something that was important important at the mm-hmm. time because he's now evolved well past that he's probably 100 rfrs under his belt at the time which uh <laughs> funny enough i won't <laughs> he he had a nickname mm-hmm. and it was the replan his first name was stan and it rhymed with his last name when you mm. put the replan in it you remember okay. stan yes so the replan was he would always replan the schedule because <laughs> he was constantly <laughs> falling off the schedule. <laughs> Funny guy. Anyway, so the topic of today's show is confidence in ham radio. So this Ooh. is a super loosey topic, right? Because it's not it's not real. I can't tell you to go buy a, a, a digi rig and I can't tell you to go buy a, a, an antenna analyzer. This is just the simple confidence of not just like how you use the radio, but actually how you approach radio whether you're new or you're kind of interested in a mode that you're unfamiliar with and you've never really like stepped out and became a noob again right so a lot of adults are becoming ham radio operators and they're adults they're Mm -hmm. confident in the thing they do and all of a sudden they're now joining into this hobby which is the hobby of hobbies it is the mothership of hobbies it is so full of other hobbies that it is insane right Mm -hmm. so a little bit of my talk is going to be centered around a video that you can go watch a couple of years ago i did a live stream with a really great guy matt ae4mq and it was how to own 
the frequency when you are operating ham radio. Specifically, POTA is his thing that he's all about. And he talks about his mindset. It's almost like a coach. You know, like when a coach tells you, like, well, you're going to get out there and you're going you're gonna to visualize your, your ball and you're going to visualize throwing it and, and it goes directly where you put it and all that stuff, right? A lot of that, right? Okay. That was the video with Matt. It was a really good discussion on using the radio outside of the steps, like the, the, the steps that you must hit to mm -hmm. be successful in a poda, right? Like, okay. I must make 10 contacts. If I make 10 contacts, I upload those contacts, and then I get the points. That's the as-written right. ways to activate a Parks on the Air. Right. The reality is that there's all these little incidental things oh, one it's a, must You do. know, it's like... That's got to be the most intimidating part about ham radio. And it's also it's the all most, the incidentals. It's all these loosey goosey things that we just learn. These are suggestions from doing. that are actually not suggestions, they're rules. And, you know. But they can be different depending on where you're from. Yeah. Right? So the first thing is, as I would say, if I was talking to a newcomer or someone that's considering doing something new, like maybe you want to do, like me, maybe you're bashing your head into the wall to attempt to do a CW activation of a soda or a poda. Well, guess what? You're a newcomer to that. Mm -hmm. You're not new to radio, but you're new to that aspect of it, right? So a lot of it is first congrats because you, you took the first step to like go down into this new area and, and want to make it something you enjoy or, mm -hmm. or something you're at least going to try. You're going to give it a good old college try. It, right? it actually takes a very confident person I'm a very yes, intelligent yes. person to be willing to start over. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I totally forgot that, but I believe there's some kind of quote about that, that, that starting new when one attains prominence or understanding yeah. or mastery of something is actually incredibly difficult. Yes. It's, you know, the velvet handcuffs, the analysis paralysis, all that stuff, because you know that like, oh, gosh, I know what it took me to get to where I'm at now. Right. Imagine how much harder it's going to be to do this new thing. And but I'm you know slow. what? You know what the interesting thing about that is? There's um. there's a skill to learning. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so as you get better at at a thing. You can apply everything that you did to get better at that thing mm -hmm. to whatever the new thing you are. So your learning curve is much less steep because you're not learning to learn over again. Right. You're bringing all the epistemology, which epistemology is our way of learning new things. Or it's, mm -hmm. it's our, it, I, we call it the mental toolbox. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different toolbox. They have their own tool. Everyone has the same toolbox, but the tools in that toolbox differ. And their ways of finding the solution can slightly differ just from the way they grew up, the way they found success in doing the things they wanted to achieve, right? So a lot of this is some loosey-goosey stuff, right? And I understand that that's the reality of it because we're talking about this at a very high level. The point, I think, to start with is you can't know everything, but one must understand what success looks like, right? Right. That's the first thing is you have to visualize what success actually looks like. And so you say, OK, like, let's use parks on the air because, you know, technicians can do parks on the air in 10 meters. Everybody can do parks on the air. Everyone should do parks on the air. So parks on the air, what does that look like? It looks like you have 10 contacts in the bag. OK, great. 
you can visualize that. You understand what that looks like. Mm -hmm. You captured it somehow. I put the contacts in my log. I wrote down a call sign. I wrote down the signal report that they told me. I wrote down the time or the time was tracked for me by my phone or whatever. And I was able to get those 10 contacts. But what does it actually look like to run a pile up of people that want to make contacts with you? Right? Right. This is where, by the way, go watching that video that I did with AE4MQ. If you want to do POTA, it's a really, really good video to watch because it covers a lot of these incidental things of how you run a pile up, how mm -hmm. you call CQ, how you do all this stuff. And really, there's some of this that you can, so again, sticking with POTA, the brute force mentality of, of doing a POTA is, well, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say CQ, parks on the air. This is insert your call sign here, right? And then I'm going to take calls. Well, what you're going to quickly find is that your plan turns into a gobbledygook of other stations trying to make a contact with you. So it turns into the stress of like, I've got to hear a character. Oh, God, I didn't hear a character that last time. It was a cacophony of noise, and I didn't hear anything that stood out to me, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you could say, you know, let's just, sorry, guys, there's so many of you in this pileup. Let's just do it again. Okay. And then they come back with the same cacophony of noise. Oh, no, what do I do now? Well, let's break it down. Let's take, so if you're in the Southwest, like I am, stations in the Southwest, stations with a six call in California, come now. Okay. Let's break it down, right? Okay. Right? So uh, understand that you're going to be stressed. Everything you do in ham radio, whether it's in a controlled environment of your own shack and there's no real pressure other than your own pressure that you're putting on yourself to achieve something new, like learning FT8 for the first time, right? There's no real pressure in learning that other than your technical prowess that you may have to like boost up, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're out in the field, oh my gosh, I'm faced with tons of people that potentially want to make a contact with me. But see, that's to the point of like, you already have the station up and running. Okay. Right? The reality is, is that there's all kinds of steps that you had to do to even get to that point. I had to set up my antenna. Well, how do I know my antenna set up right? Mm -hmm. Is my radio happy with this antenna? Is it not complaining high SWR? Mm. So, so this is where... Talk to your radios is what you're saying. Talk to your radios. Get a radio <laughs> whisperer. Right? What was that? The horse whisperer? Who is the horse whisperer? Remember that? Was that... Uh, it was Robert Redford. I don't remember this. The Horse Whisperer. It's yeah. a movie. Anyway. Oh, okay. I think so. Anyway, no, was it not? It could have been. I might be confusing him with the Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> Hardcore lady films. <laughs> Doesn't matter. The, the point is, is that the pre-work helped to bring down all my crazy anxiety and stress when I was in that situation of doing my first RFR what did I do I spent weeks in the computer lab or in our in our development lab running my tests over and over again modifying my test documents having testing materials my physical cards physical keying material all that stuff that I needed to use for the satellite ground station to be able to do this test I spent weeks at it. That was before the live show, right? So if my RFR was your soda attempt, all that pre-work was what led to it. And what was that pre-work? What could that pre-work be for you? Well, instead of it being a POTA that you're going to go activate, why not go to a park that's real close to you, 
no no big effort, real close park. Set up your station exactly the way you would if you were going to go do that parks on the air activation. And instead of being the activator calling CQ, why don't you just call the activators that are already out there calling CQ? Chase the POTAs with okay. your field station. Okay. What that's going to do is it's going to build confidence in your station with you. One of the best things that you can build is confidence in your equipment in ham radio. Believe in your radio. No. <laughs> I don't want to turn it into that. Because that's what that's what gets you the other thing we had in, in my software development experience is that people started putting Buddhas and little statues what? on the satellite uh, prototype, the satellite payload prototype, mm -hmm. because it failed so many times. They started putting superstitious idols on it so that it wouldn't crash. Oh. It was crazy time. Like, it was crazy time. Uh, we had a satellite simulator. That thing was an absolute nightmare to reload. And they, somebody would throw a boot on top of that thing. Wild. Okay. It, you know, half of the half of the engineering group is Asian. <laughs> and they were, like, doing everything they could to not make this thing die, right? I mean, if you're going to believe. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so a lot of stuff you can do, your boost in confidence can come from just understanding and knowledge of how to use. Once the tools of your trade become something that is you, you no longer second guess mm -hmm. or you become confident enough to, I know how to use these tools to attain this specific goal because I've done it now a couple of times. I know that if you change the setting, it's not that big a deal. Okay. Right. So let's let's flip that around a little bit. Let's let's bring it all the way back to technicians. What if the tools of your trade is a is a baofeng? Right. The problems that people run into with baofengs are they're sitting inside their home in the middle of the house and they're trying to use it and they're not getting any response back. Right. And so they're screaming out into the ether and the ether does not call back. Mm. Right. So what's the what's the confidence builder there? Go outside. Program the radio to the best of your ability and then go sit on the front porch and try the same thing you did inside the house, but with a couple of repeaters and see if you can key that repeater up. Okay. If you get back a, you know, beep or a whatever noise that the repeater keyed up, guess what? You just built a confidence nodule in your brain for ham radio saying, oh, I have attained a result, a positive result. This is like the ADHD reward chart. Well, it's you don't know little, where you're it's at. The until little you, wins. No, you can't. You can't build upon something until you attain success. If your goal is, I want to be active on this local repeater. Mm -hmm. I have heard people talking on this local repeater, and they sound like really cool guys. But I'm not like fully at the point where I feel confident enough to just start like, Hey, what's up, Brian? I've been listening to you for six months, and I haven't said a thing. Is that weird? <laughs> i know all of your call signs i've been listening to you before i got my license <laughs> right little right right so okay how do we how do we you know don't lead with that there's the first thing <laughs> don't come in strong with that hard with that hard hitter but do all the things to make it so that when you do elect to say hey hey brian uh i'm in blah 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 and 
you know, whatever the topic is, right? I just rebuilt my computer too. I, and actually, I followed Josh's advice and I bought a Jankopotamus at Micro Center. You know, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Well, how do you remove all of that? Remove all that other stuff that could lead to more anxiety and less confidence is get all the incidentals out of the way. Does the radio key up the repeater all the time? Well, what did you do to do? What did you do to do that? Did you go outside? Did you put an an antenna on the roof of your house? So many things that you can do to make the actual event a seamless, simple thing. Okay. Right. Now, you can start this whole talking to Brian on the repeater, blah blah blah, before you get to like building a better solution. Right. So. If it's a good community and you're like, hey, you can just walk out there. Hey, I'm a new ham. I'm on a handheld right now. Not the greatest signal, I think. But you tell me, what do I sound like to you all? Oh, you know, Todd, you're all right. You you're sound a five okay. one. You're a you're, <laughs> you're you're making it, but it's a little scratchy. Why don't you try going outside? And then you can just say like, okay, hey, you know what? Now's a good time for me to just kind of humble myself. A big thing with the confidence that you'll eventually attain is just getting to the point that you can say, hey, I'm new at this. Let other people guide me. Mm. Right. A lot of problems that people run into is that we can be a little bit stubborn as we get older. We Again, our confidence in certain areas is is bringing its confidence over to areas that we are new at. Okay. That we, we maybe shouldn't necessarily have. Some people have an uh, abundance of confidence, right? And so they walk into certain situations and go like, oh, no, I got this. This is no problem, which is their previous events in their life that made them think that they'd be able to do this. No problem. And then all of a sudden they run into problems. And then when they have those problems, this must be everybody else. This can't be me. Right. Right. This problem cannot be me. So a bit of humility in some of these situations will help out people as well, even if you're a, a very successful person. Consider that, again, you're doing something new for the first time. So don't expect that you're just going to be amazing right out of the gate, you know? So do the things again, build the prowess, build the antennas, kits, radios, build those programming files, all that stuff. But from that point, build a roadmap to what you want to do. Okay. Not a flow chart or a goal chart, but like a roadmap for things that are kind of like on your map that you'd like to experience. So I want to I want to build a better relationship with my local repeater. They seem like really cool guys. They do campouts twice a year. I want to do that. Well, like, you probably can't call them up the weekend beforehand and be like, "Hey, uh, uh, guys, I'm bringing my tent. I'm gonna hang out." It might be a little weird, mm -hmm. right? You want to build up to that point, right? Are I you would just saying don't be socially awkward. That's... A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's not. Life comes so quickly that there's so many Life things. Life comes at you fast. Life comes at you fast. Life comes at you a quarter mile at a time. The reality is, is that like if you do pre-work and you, and you put in some of the effort, it won't make things awkward when you go to do it. But what is that pre-work if you haven't done it before, right? And so I'm, I'm trying to lay down some of these, these ideas how you might attain some knowledge of what this pre-work is. And a roadmap might be that thing. I want to go to the camp out. It's in six months from now. Well, probably should build some kind of rapport on the repeater soon so that when I say, hey, I'm thinking about coming out. Is that cool? And they're like, oh, yeah, Todd, you've been hanging out with us for a while now and blah, blah, blah. Right. The why really not, big thing. Why Todd? Why not Toby? 
I know. I, 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 I was, I, I went with the, I'm like, it's a T name. I know that. And I, I just went off the cuff and I went Todd. Uh, but yeah, Toby should have been the right name to use here. The big thing though is it's that you might have to find other people that can help you leverage what you don't know. Right. Right. So I, I will say that I, uh, there are so many instances in my ham career that were benefited by, I probably could have still got to where I wanted to be, right? But I, I got kind of a, a shortcut mm-hmm. by using the experience of others. Jerry. Jerry was one of them. Yeah. Right? With with someone's on the peace, air. Jerry. Exactly. Uh, Jerry was somebody that showed me, like, come along. You can you can ride with me. And, mm-hmm. he, and he walked much slower than he normally would have to do because I was rolling with him and I'm super slow. But the amount of time that you can shortcut a lot of this by finding somebody who will take the time and mentor is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is is that, okay, shoot, there's there's not as many people doing that mentoring that, that used to exist these days. So this goes back to the whole like, you know, join our Discord. The link is in the description. Ask these questions there. You're not going to get that same in-person help but it will at least help you create some kind of a mental roadmap of where you're going and what that looks like right confidence is a tricky thing in radio and it's not and and i I really want to hammer this home it's not just confidence on operating the radio i know a lot of people focus on the operating of the radio i think for me i'm a uh semi i'm a i'm a functional operator i'm good at figuring out why radios don't work when Mm -hmm. i go out in the field or when i'm doing a live stream or when i'm doing a whatever i'm good at fixing stuff troubleshooting all that business right all right that is a huge part of radio a, a massive part and you, you can either be like me, where I feel like I can go into most situations and just wing it and figure it out, or you can really dial in your setup mm-hmm. to where it it won't fail because you've baked in these redundancies, you know, redundancies in little pieces, or you know it really well because you've used it multiple times, all those things, right, that kind of stuff. Those are all things you can do to help you build confidence when you do whatever it is you want to do in amateur radio or in life or in life i i think you could apply those could you apply those to life skills with the with absolutely this, was this a good life skills one yeah yeah there you go thank you very much what's happening the staircase has changed remember Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Hello and welcome to the email correspondence tower, the compound of correspondence. As we're calling it. Because on the left hand side there's a small building. It's the physical mail depot. I'm so excited about the physical mail depot. She is very excited about this week. So this is where people can send us stuff to our P.O. box. And we occasionally get items. You don't have to send us uh, items. We don't, you know, we're not requesting any of that. But it is 5101, or P.O. Box 5101, Cerritos, California, 90703. We did get a box. 
Mm. Actually, we got two boxes, but we're getting into this one first because um, Leia's known about this. Yes. And hasn't said anything. So this is a uh, wishing, wishing you a joyful holidays and a very happy new year. Uh, and this is from a family that I'm not going to. Thank you so much, name. Jason. It's yeah okay. Well, we can say that. <laughs> yeah. Dear Ham Fam, hope this care pack brings you all some warmth. Happy holidays! From I cannot tell you how Hammock, excited. Hammock Radio Family, Jason K K eight T S G. Okay, so we have to give a big shout out here to damngoodpopcorn.com. Okay. Yes. Damngoodpopcorn.com. Yeah. They sent us two bags of their popcorn. That's not from Jason? That, isn't that Jason's? It is yeah. uh, It is not Jason's necessarily. I believe that it is uh, one of the parents, either his father or mother-in-law. Oh, I see. I see. Um, but, uh, you know, adjacent family. So this is the hotter. Okay, go ahead. You read it. It's the Hotter Than Hell Habanero Cheddar, which we have had before. We loved so much. Yes. We loved it so much that we went back and ordered it again. Yes. And now I have it again. This one I'm gonna eat this is one. the Buffalo Breath Cheddar. Amazing. So I don't know what this okay, is. Okay, I'm going Habanero. Oh, should I do Buffalo first? Because I'm assuming it's not as spicy. I don't know. You know that something is going to be spicy when the color on the item mm -hmm. is like a darker burgundy because that's that's how they all are you okay over there i'm having trouble i cannot oh, recommend I damn good popcorn enough though i'm gonna drop the link in the show notes everything that i have had from them is amazing they make a caramel apple oh. popcorn what happened you well, you, you positioned this against the wine glass. Oh, no. And so I moved the wine glass and it fell over. Oh, no. I'll have to eat those that fell on the table, I think. That's oh, so I'm exciting. on the floor here. So the buffalo is lightly spicy. It is yeah. buffalo flavor. I love buffalo flavor, too. Very good. I'm like, oh, that's so good. I don't think anybody wants the ASMR of us eating. No. But I do... Just really highly recommend this popcorn company because they're they're so fluffy. They're huge kernels. Yeah, and the flavor is um, loaded onto every one. There's no light. Yes, coated. it's fantastic. But honestly, ridiculously the, coated. The caramel apple popcorn was also very good. They have all kinds of different combinations of things, so yeah. Ooh, it's a nice buddy. way to have a treat. Yeah, the habanero spicy. In the biz, we call that a popcorn break. Yeah. That's that, where we stop for 10 minutes and just shovel popcorn in our mouths. Oh, uh, my gosh. So that that habanero crunching. is so spicy. The uh, the buffalo breath cheddar is what I would call light spicy. I think a, a decent amount of people can eat that. The people who cannot eat spice will probably have a couple of them, and that might be the end. Mm -hmm. um, the habanero, though, is... It comes with a warning on it that says, caution, like, don't touch your... <laughs> Avoid touching eyes and yeah. face or the nether region um, after eating this. I love this one. This one is... I love it so much. This has a... Uh, so I, I've said on multiple, multiple times in the podcast, habanero is one of my favorite spicy peppers because it gives you 
one of the best flavors of yes. a spicy pepper. It was fantastic. It gives you all that good habanero flavor, and it is legitimately spicy. Yes. But not too much that someone who enjoys spicy won't be able to finish that. It's fantastic. Without any problem. So Thank you so much again, Jason. Link is in the show notes. Appreciate you very much. And the link is in the show notes. Really and help out Jason's family. Go check them out. And uh, you know, this this holiday season, if you are looking to support small business, boom, there you go. Yeah. That's a great gift. They literally handmade quality stuff. Much better than the ones that come in the tin from Walmart. So much better. Yeah. That's just not even So I do have another one here, and this is from David, VK2HCD. And there is an email that came along with this, but it was just for me. It wasn't sent to the podcast channel. So I'm just going to say a huge thank you to David for sending me uh, a fantastically beautiful and limited rare uh, QSL coin. That so again, thing is sweet. Yeah, it is. This is number 20, and it is etched on the coin itself from VK2HCO. And it comes with a little special stand and the whole nine yards. I'll probably take a picture that's, of it. You know, I think that's the first time I've seen a coin come with a stand. So that's pretty nifty, I think. What's super cool is it's New South Wales, Australia. And around the outer edge of the coin, I'll take pictures of this so you guys can see it. The best way to see these pictures is to join us on the Ham Radio Crash Course Discord. Link is in the show notes. And then join us on the HRCC podcast chat room, which is towards the bottom end of the server. So in this, he gives his grid square, which I'm not going to mention because it's it's very accurate. ITU zone is in 59. The CQ zone is 30. And his iota is, and then there's a there's a number there which I'll I'll just leave all of some of this information out just because it's a little you know don't wanna don't wanna dock somebody via a podcast here but VK two H oh sorry HCD HCD did I hold on let me double check that okay I don't know if I said HCO but HCD is the right one so wonderful just absolutely super super cool. And uh, really do appreciate, David, you sending that to me. It, it really does mean a lot, along with your um, accompanying email, which, again, was just for me. So, again, thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, so that means we're closing the door on the Physical Mail Depot. Thanks, everybody who sends us mail. As always, you definitely don't have to do that. Don't have to do that, but we appreciate it. So we're going to slide on over to the the voicemail annex, the building where we have the reel-to-reel machines that are constantly running so that anytime if you place a phone call and What's that number for the phone call, Leah? 562-334-2389. If you place a phone call, we'll record it at the voicemail annex, and then we're going to replay it. Leah's already rewound <laughs> all the tapes. She was be kind and rewind all the tapes here, and she's going to play them now. over here. Just like Blockbuster, <laughs> that's right. And so let's hear them now. Hello, hello. Welcome to the tower. Hello. Hello. Nope, this is Keila, one of my cows, Zulu. Hey, Nathan. I just want to quickly call in and um, mention a little coincidence that happened um, while I was um, calling Andrew, the postal correspondent Andrew. He was doing a parks and air activation on 14.234. And I saw it was on a Discord, and maybe the V Discord. Um, and he was saying he was calling, so I thought I'd pop on. And 
Well, as you know, at the same time I call Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu, someone else who I couldn't hear called Kilo One Whiskey Alpha Zulu. Oh my gosh! So Andrew calls on calls upon uh, Kilo One Whiskey Alpha Zulu. So I thought I just maybe he heard wrong. So I said negative, negative. Oh, Kilo no. One Mike Alpha Zulu. <laughs> and he comes back. Yep. I, he actually has someone. That's Kilo One Whiskey Alpha Zulu. So shout out to Kilo One Whiskey Alpha Zulu. He's your ham radio we are brother. Upside down letters to each other. Whiskey and Mike. I like so, it. Yeah. Always having fun, even like if you don't hear neighbors. it right. So this is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu saying, Hey, man, keep on singing. Hey, man. And like pass your general layup. <laughs> <laughs> I've given you enough break. I'm, I'm you know, he's back on I'm it. Doing he's back it. on it. But I'm doing it. You know what? It must be so fun when you're doing like a poda or a soda or you're just, you know, uh, hanging out on the airwaves and you talk to someone else who you know through the podcast. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so and so. And and it's like you. There's you people know. that have emailed us about those chance encounters happening in the oh, wild. It's, just, it's so cool. It's amazing. It's so cool. We got to figure out like so. Remember the ice cream social podcast, mm-hmm. right? Which uh, another one of the podcasts I really love. By the way, if you guys want just a purely comedy centric podcast, the ice cream social podcast is a great one. And. That podcast group is also related to Modern Rogue. They're friends with that mm-hmm. whole group. Right. Um, I've been on the Ice Cream Social podcast. Right. Which is just wild. I was in like a relative YouTube nobody. Right. And they were like, yeah, just come on the podcast. And they had And me, they were, they recorded in Vegas and we, we, we were happened in to be Vegas. in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I talked about flat earth, the, how I was joking about the flat earth conspiracies uh-huh. and all that stuff. It was, it was fantastic. Great guys, great guys. And this was before we were actively podcasting, so I know I was probably just trash. <laughs> like, not saying I'm much better, because these are gentlemen who, like, they do, uh, what's the, oh my god, what's the crowd work thing, where you, you, you get into a crowd and they give you a hypothetical situation? Improv? Improv. These are improv actors. <laughs> Matt Mattingly and Mike Donnelly are, I, Matt? Manningly yeah. Matt. Oh, boy. I think I screwed the names up. Close up. <laughs> Super apologize. These are actual improv professionals. Right, right. So trying to even get close to their speed of brain <laughs> is not even a possibility. It's insane. You know, I'm convinced that one of the reasons that you love ham radio so much is that you have a community that, by its very nature, cannot have flat earthers on it. I, it's just, oh, yes, I found the one community where if they, st- it's like a nail, they're sticking way too up and a hammer's going to come crashing down on them at any time. I've had them though. Do you know that? I, I've had. How do you have I've ham had, radio with flat earthers? I've had flat earthers that are ham radio operators. Like I think one of them actually dropped their call sign. And said they believe in the flat earth. And I went, how did their radio how? signals get to the other side of the flatness? Well, so, like, <laughs> oh, flat earthers believe it's just all one plane. See, that's not it. 
this is. I thought it was that it's like a pancake where like no, no, half no. the earth is on one side and the other half is on the other no, side. What? You thought that's what they meant by the flat earth? Yeah. That some people are on the top uh, and some people are on the bottom? Yeah. No. They believe they're all on the top. Then how do they explain the change in days and nights? The sun is moving in like a circle. <laughs> so the sun moves around the earth for flat earth? Over the top. Like it's spinning around the top. So does the moon. What? Okay. That's not the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we can. Sounds we like can, there's multiple problems here. <laughs> many problems. I can, I, can, I, go, I can go at the flat earth in many directions. But the big one for me as an amateur radio operator is we have evidence that the earth is not flat because of amateur radio satellites. Yeah. How is a satellite spinning around in a circle? Mm -hmm. on a flat plate <laughs> it's not being propelled right the amateur radio satellites are all doomed to fail eventually right mm -hmm. everything is on a degrading orbit they're low earth orbiting satellites they're just put out there at tremendous force in basically a vacuum well it is the vacuum of space they're eventually going to en encounter atmosphere but they're constantly being tugged lightly with the force of gravity Right. Eventually, gravity must win, right? Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this in, in the past. One of my favorite things about satellites is that it's it's always traveling faster and falling always forever off the edge of the Earth. <laughs> it's flying fast enough that it's escaping gravity. Right. So that its arc is just constantly circling. But it will lose eventually. Over the course of time, it was going to lose some of that velocity, which is going to eventually pull it into... Mm -hmm. the atmosphere into an ever greater how do they prevent the satellites from like crashing into something or do they just completely they fall apart they can't so oh boy here hey leia <laughs> you opened a real box on this one okay so the reality is is that nasa and and other government agencies track space trash mm. it can actually be tracked like we can we can follow it why the don't they get a space net and just kind of great question collect all of the great, space trash? great question it, it's largely due to just the logistics of it be, and also they're hauling ass <laughs> so the the space trash we can track is large enough that our systems of tracking allow us to do so mm -hmm. that's not what you're worried about <laughs> You're worried about the microscopic pieces, not microscopic, but the size of a bullet, you'd say, yeah. going 10,000 miles an hour. Sure. Right. Those are the ones that will real ruin your day. Or your life. Or your life. Yeah. <laughs> so the, odd, the reality is, is we can't really adjust for space trash. This is the really mind-blowing part of this. Okay. This is my, one of my favorite, another one of those mind-blowing things. So how much surface area do we have on Earth? A lot. A lot of surface area. That's exactly the measurement I was going to give. Mm -hmm. A lot. Yes. A butte load. <laughs> One butte load. More than a butte load. If you, if you go out of orbit, mm -hmm. it's like you've increased the surface area. If you, if you were just thinking in a straight plane mm -hmm. type existence, you've mag, like magnitudes of larger surface area. Exponentially larger. Exponentially larger. So why do they not crash into things? Because they got more space. That's okay. it. There's no rhyme or reason to why we don't have more space trash encounters other than we got more space. <laughs> That's why I'm such a serious opponent of 
Starlink. Starlink. Yeah. And all that other stuff that could create space trash because we're just adding to the statistical likelihood that we will have an event. I mean, where I'm more concerned about event. trash on Earth, but that's. <laughs> but you be worried about space trash. That's fine. Someone's got to. <laughs> someone's got to do it. I'm out here. I'm all like recycling, composting. Let's keep. We're dying let's... down here, John. <laughs> You're talking about space. You can't even breathe out there. <laughs> so, the sp okay. So the other thing about space trash is, is, as you further get away from low Earth orbit, your amount of space trash goes down precipitously because getting things into low Earth low Earth orbit is much much easier than the multiple levels of different orbit, including like when you get to geo, you're chilling. But you're also the size. Chilling. You're also the size of a Volkswagen bus. Probably, <laughs> if you're a satellite that exists in geo, but the same rules apply. You are traveling as fast that you're always breaking away from the pull of gravity. Mm -hmm. When you are that large, though, you have propulsion systems, gyroscopic stabilizers that help you maintain that orbit. Okay. I want to go further, but I think I will stop. Okay. I could go on. I will stop. Well, I can I go on. Because I love you. I love you too. But there's probably listeners who are like, you know what? I'm actually cut in. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe. I don't know. Uh, we can go on to the last voicemail. Here we go. We had two? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hey, Leia. Hey, Josh. It's Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. LJL. Calling from Morgantown. Morgantown. Um, hey. Don't really have anything radio related. Uh, but I do want to give you uh, my recipe for corn dog casserole what real quick. What is corn dog casserole? So grab a pen and paper and uh, I'll be ready to jot it down. Ready? No. All right. It's, uh, All right. I'll just replay it. You can the cornbread mix, whatever okay. brand you want. Uh, All right. And you'll need to get the ingredients that go along with cornbread mix. You know, usually like eggs, milk, and uh, egg, um Oil. Follow the directions on the box. Got box. it. Got and it. Also Make as directed. A 16 ounce container of sour cream. Oh, I love sour cream. Solid. A Lazy. can of whole kernel corn. This sounds like a corn casserole a that you just corn, stuff hot dogs in. Corn. And a pack of hot dogs. An eight pack of hot dogs. Okay. Okay. You uh, you'll mix up the uh, cornbread batter. Mm-hmm. And then you add the creamed corn. The whole kernel corn. Remember mm -hmm. to drain the whole kernel oh, corn. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. And dice up the hot dogs into like little half-inch-ish sections. Mix it all up. Okay. Um, you can throw it in the Dutch oven. Oh. Or you can put it in regular oven. Put it in regular oven. Um, just follow the instructions for the uh, cornbread mix on the box. You put it in the Dutch oven. Just put it in there and uh, keep an eye on it. Make sure you rotate the... Uh, the Dutch oven every ten minutes or so rotate the lid this clockwise. This is a man who's done some, oh. some Dutch oven cooking. Clockwise, ninety yep. degrees. Yes, sir. Each time, that way you don't get any hot spots or minimize hot spots. Who wants to do and, that? And uh, just keep going until you stick a fork in and it comes out dry. It will be a little gooey inside, anyways, because well, all the moisture from the creamed corn and the sour cream and all that. Okay. So it won't get like crumbly like regular cornbread. But it is good eating. That's it sounds all I've delicious. got for this week. I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. I'm getting caught up on last week's uh, podcast. It's Thursday morning now, so you're probably listening to this this evening. So mm, just say uh, 
73 from KE8LJL. Ronnie, thank you so much. I am reminded of like one it. of my favorite things from any restaurant that I don't really have access to anymore because all of these restaurants have closed down mm-hmm. oh. around us. Yep. El Torito. And I don't know. I don't know. Do El Torito still exist in other places? Uh, But they make a corn casserole and it used to be a part of their lunch buffet. And like I would literally. Or you'd buy a plate. Like if you got a a, a plate and come with two scoops. But that's so dumb because they were so stingy. There's one in Bellflower. They were so stingy with those on their plates. But if you went for lunch buffet, you could get as much corn casserole as you wanted. Literally, they came out with a chafing dish full of corn casserole. Were you that person? I definitely did this. I went what? back multiple. Like, every time I got a plate, scoop of corn casserole. Always corn casserole. Always, always. It's the best thing that they have. It is. So this is wild. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking to me. Like, I'm down with the corn casserole. Yeah. For you, though, it's lightly sweet. It's the right amount of sweet for what it is. It is corn sweet. So this is the the Asian not too sweet yes. corn casserole. Oh, it's fantastic. And I bet that if I stuck some hot dogs in it, it'd be even more delicious. Why stop? Hey, why stop at corn dogs? Why not throw some hatch chilies in there? Oh. Why not like or jalapenos, right? Why not throw some cheddar in there? All As right? a white person, and then- <laughs> how do I get cream cheese into this? When does the block of cream cheese come out? That's what we're really... I mean, it's covered with the sour cream. Solid. What if we... I mean, you have to have the sour cream, of course. What if instead of the hot dogs, you put pulled pork on top of it after it was baked? What if we get the Koreans in on this? What if you put carnitas on top of it? No. No? No. With the hot dogs and the corn? That's That's Korean, like... That's right there. No, Korean army stew is already like at the top. It's it's already solid. But by or, the way, if or there's rose carbonara dokboki. That's oh. those two, that's solid. If there's anyone who does not have any kind of Korean influence in their life, you know whatever. Look up Korean army stew. Look up Korean army stew. There there is a whole section of Korean cuisine that came about because of the Korean war. Yes. And so the by love nature, of spam. In, industrious people see boats and ships of white American dudes hitting their beachheads, and they're like, what do we feed these people? Mm-hmm. They didn't seem to like our, you know, dopoki and, and all that. So what if we crammed the things that they like into our flavors? Ooh, there is Korean corn cheese that's also very good. And it's also very good. But it has to be on a, a super hot skillet. Yeah, like it's, it's, you got the you have to have the crispy bits. It, it has. Yeah, there there are so many Korean. I'm telling you, everybody listening, just think like you took the whitest dudes as a social experiment and you drop them into a very Korean food is is very specific with their flavor profiles, right? Like, well, there's lots of gochujang, a lot of fermented and... stuff, you know, yeah. whatever. So, which. If you just hit it pure without the American influence, mm, the probably soybeans. The, to yeah. a lot of American palates, it would be a lot. So the social experiment of like, we got to figure out how to make this work with the American palate. Yes. And they came out with all these crazy 
cuisine dishes that are all really good, but some of them are almost more American. They're like borderline Midwest American oh, Korean, with some of their like Korean sausages, which are basically like mini hot dogs. They're a little bit larger than the Hillshire Farms like mini sausages. Yeah. Right. But they use Berkshire ham. Yeah, dude. They are so good. <laughs> I actually, so good. I, I cut them up so that they look like octopuses mm -hmm. to put them in the kids lunches because you can cut up the end of a hot dog and boil it and then the the legs will curl up. Right. Right. And that doesn't look so good in a big hot dog, but in a little hot dog, it's very cute. I was down with your tiny octopity, but <laughs> you hit me with the giant squid and I don't want to, I don't want to play that game. But thank you, Ronnie, so much thank for you, this recipe. Uh, I do have to tell everybody that if you send me your recipe, I may do what I just did and go, you know what sounds good. <laughs> By the way, that could be a recipe that could go into the Ham Radio Crash Course recipe book. Yes. Which is something that you all have... So many recipes. So many much, people much outspoken about doing this. I think you have motivated Leia. I think she is fully motivated. Yes. Uh, so I will most likely have the recipes in their original form, plus maybe a sidebar of... Of like what Leia hey, might do. What what if we did this? <laughs> you could do this, which is not to be offensive. No, it's not. And please don't take offense. It's just it just sounds so good with jalapenos and cheese right now. <laughs> could we make it a little spicier? <laughs> Everything. How do I add spice? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody for your voicemails. I am always so happy to hear everyone's voices. And we love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. So that means we're going to the center tower, which, uh, you know. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the tower. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the tower. Leia's reading your emails and Josh is going on a tangent. Thank you for your email. We hope you like it here. We really do hope Excellent. you like it here. Yeah, so for some of you, this is the, the point of the show. You emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Send us emails about your journey into amateur radio. Maybe send us some questions. What are you having trouble with? I'd like to help you. Tell us what's worked for you, maybe what's not worked for you. And if you have a merch idea for hamtactical.com, man, we'd love it. We'd love to share that and see if we could create a merch. If we ended up making a merch for the website that helps Sustain the podcast, hamtactical.com. We will make it and we'll send you one for free. So thanks so much. All right. Well, the first email comes from David and it's titled Prime Rib Cooking Tip. Hi, Josh and Leia. I have a great prime rib cooking tip for you. The cooking of the turkey was a great idea, but I have a prime rib tip for you to try. I used to work in a steakhouse and I got this tip there. Take your prime rib and coat it with soy sauce. Okay. Then rub all sides with two parts salt, one part black pepper, and one part granulated garlic. That sounds delicious. Okay. Lots of umami. Excellent. Place on the grill at high heat. It will flare up, so have water handy, until all sides have been charred. Then place with a pan or water 
or water and liquid smoke at a low heat around 250 degrees and slow cook it about one hour per five pounds of meat until the internal temp is where you want it to serve. 180 degrees is well done. Oh, that's gross. That's way too hot. Yeah. You, you I'm sorry, rare. wrong answer. Yeah. Next email. <laughs> but yes, uh, that sounds delicious. Thank you for that tip, David. Yes. Rest about five minutes before serving. Leia, don't get the uh, don't let the Lloyds get you down. They're just envious of what you have. <laughs> As always, David AB9YG. Thank you, David, yeah. for the recipe and the encouraging words. I have literally not heard from the Karen. Oh, but you told me today when you were driving past the original Karen's house. The Karen. That- Yes. The central Karen. Yes, that she was trying to wave you down. Yeah, it was really weird because I'm guessing, so I'm guessing that people in town see you driving the truck more than me driving the truck. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So I'm guessing she saw you and she knows you now as driving that truck and she was like. I'm going to wave her down. Which I I don't even like know. Like she's not. Yeah. Like why would you think I would talk to you? You know what I mean? We've already said multiple times we're unwilling to speak to this woman. Oh, absolutely. Like, not not to her. Like, I have said, I'm not talking to you. And then every subsequent time, I've just ignored her when she's tried to talk to me. So, I... I mean, it's possible she was trying to wave me down because I have basically removed her from every group that I admin. Right. <laughs> Which includes the main neighborhood watch group. And she had tried to join multiple times. And I think somebody had approved her and then i kind of let it go and then after some extensive conversation uh with other people i removed her like a week later (laughs) yeah so maybe that's why she was trying to wave me down to Mm -hmm. give me a piece of her mind because she actually is appointed to the public safety committee Uh, no i'm it was there a position. It was no a position person, I wasn't willing to take. There was no person that I would feel less safe with than her. The lady's daughter had a restraining order against her. All she's doing is per- is proposing ideas that people have used against her. Yeah, that's nugget. I literally, I had been talking to somebody, and she's really notorious, right? Like everybody knows, and they get lots of complaints about her. Uh, but in a conversation I had with uh, some of the people at Community Safety, I basically said, there has to be like some kind of background check you guys do, right? Before you let people be neighborhood watch captains. You can't just have a criminal who has decided to infiltrate the neighborhood watch plans of thwarting crime. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess. It's not like the plans are super secret or anything. We're not up to, like, spy stuff. It's the Let Freedom Ring campaign, and this is how we get you. (laughs) We're changing the motto of Cerritos. It is Let Freedom Ring or Die. even know what the motto for Cerritos is other than Cerritos Auto Square. That is definitely the motto of Cerritos. 100%. And you know what? Based off of that that retirement party, I feel like that... Oh, the other thing I heard Mm -hmm. 
like about the city manager that is now retired. He had worked for the city for over 50 years. Uh was that whenever he needed to make the budget balance mm -hmm. for the Performing Arts Center, he would just call up one of the people that he knows and go, hey, I need a donation for $50,000. And they would just cut him a check for $50,000. That is <laughs> sus. Right? Like, that is like... I, need it, I need you to sponsor this thing. <laughs> What do you mean? That's that that it, like I, I'm I'm I, like a brain stuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost like it's on levels of like organized crime. <laughs> you know what though? Um, so We're the new make city you manager, the chairman of food and beverage, <laughs> to draw the heat off a little bit, Ot. I think that the Gallucci. New... <laughs> I think not trying. That, I, did, I just remembered his last name was yes. Gallucci. That was not an intended thing. So the new city manager, he's just he's like a real street shooter. And I I worry a little bit that he's not going to make that. This, he's he's not going to work. It, it's not going to work for you. This town. You don't know how to make the. You don't know how to spread the butter. Like we imagine it around. Someone was in the role of city manager for over 30 years. Like I, when this was like even. If he worked oh, here for goodness. over 50 years with over 30 years as city manager, that means that he was here when there were more cows than residents. He. Okay. And so whatever relationships so... he built up to the point where they're like, here's a check for 50,000 whenever you ask for it. Robert doesn't have that. Like, at, so in hindsight, in knowing some of the things that you have told me about him, it has added significantly to the respect I have for this man. Oh, there were people who literally said that one of the reasons that Cerritos has grown the it, way it, is it has. It, it is him. Because Consistency. he ran the city like a CEO would. He was constantly focused on growth. And there, there are many things I can point out about this guy to his character that I may not want to like hang out with. Like it would not necessarily make him my friend. Well, he's going to ask you for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. That's oh, right off but, the bat. <laughs> but at the same time, like his impact on this city as there is probably no no person, one. no there one. is no person in this city who has had a larger impact than that man. Oh, one hundred, which is that's that's saying something like that is a true legacy that yeah this man created a true legacy i think um his kids also went into municipal service in different cities mm -hmm. and uh they went to the art galucci school of <laughs> uh, city management because one of his sons had said something like i don't know how he sat through over 30 years of city council meetings i could barely make it past however many years he he yeah. did it right yeah and it reminded me and this is not shade on their family at all i don't think they're crooked but there was a crooked family <laughs> in 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 south really la multiple crooked families what are you talking about that were on city councils for multiple cities oh okay so uh, there was an article by our local paper is super crooked like has been fined for defamation and sanctioned and all those things. Um, 
they broke the the thing that put this publisher on the map was breaking the corruption in the Chacon family that was kind of placed all over different South LA cities. So uh, when I heard that uh, Art's family all worked in different cities and city lines, <coughs> I was like, wow, you guys could literally just like run parts of Southern California. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. This is funny though. Anyways, uh, I, don't, I don't even know how we got on this, but well, I'm going to thank David again for the fantastic cooking tips and, uh, and the kind words. The next email is titled AI generated HRCC calendar. Oh yeah. And, uh, this comes from Blake. Hey, ham fam. It's probably too late in the year for this, but as you were talking about the picturesque images, AI generated mixed with the hilarity of their inaccuracies, I was thinking how great it would be to make a calendar out of said images. That would be funny. Uh, but now that we've said this on the podcast, uh, I bet uh, just like the cat calendar, A-double-R-L-L, -L, get to it. <laughs> That's... Seriously. Yeah. I, there's so many fun ways they can go. There's yes. so many fun things they can do. Yeah, absolutely. But they 100% made the cat calendar. They did. That we, that yes. we talked about. So... You're, oh, you're welcome, A-double-R-L. Everybody listening at the A-double-R-L, go ahead, make it happen. Uh, we, we will leave the calendar making to you. <laughs> right. You know, and, you know, one of the reasons that I think I, I'm very hesitant on the whole calendar idea is I don't use paper calendars. And literally, our city spends, I don't know, like $100,000 or something like that maybe 50,000, something between there, making a city calendar that's filled with pictures from different parts of the city. And then they just drop it on everyone's doorstep. And that ends up in the trash for me. <laughs> because I don't use a paper calendar. That calendar sat on our front door <laughs> for like three days until I asked a child. Oh, I was Our hoping... children wouldn't even touch it. I had to ask... A kid down the street. I'm like, could you just take this and just put it in our house? What? <laughs> I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Like, ooh, ooh, a, ca a paper calendar, father. What is this? But you know, people Let, get like my very mother angry. only has a paper calendar if it's in a a, a very expensive planner that she buys, <laughs> coordinated a, a, a six months in advance. So. That calendar creates such an uproar every year with people saying it's either a waste of money or people upset that they didn't receive one. <laughs> people Dude. who really want one and people who are upset that the money's being spent on it. You cannot so, win. You, you can. cannot win for trying. Yeah. And and so I was just kind of hoping somebody would steal it. <laughs> like a calendar porch pirate. I want you to steal this and give it to somebody. <laughs> Who's very pro calendar? I mean, why not just then let everybody reserve it? You know so, what I mean? Like instead of giving it to everyone, just have everybody put in an order for it. You're going to save so much more money that way. This might either uh, give you more respect for my mom or less. I don't know. But there are many years that I grew up before computers and all that other stuff where, like, our entire lives were plotted out on a calendar like that. 
Yeah, my mom did that too. Like we'd write all the things in, like everything we were doing, they had to be accounted for in the family calendar. Yeah. And it was always some, you know, car calendar that we got or some crazy business. I mean, I I do that too now, but it's a Google calendar. Or, you know, a, a, an appropriate planner, that kind of thing. I've got a planner just to get my thoughts out and like roughly plan out time. But in terms of like commitments, time commitments, it's all on the Google calendar that's shared. I, man, I'm, I'm living in two worlds with my work, mm, my yeah. calendar and the way that like you can't yeah. have phones or anything like that. Yeah. So you you I literally have paper. now you have index cards. I have I have I'm literally I'm literally carrying around index cards to track. One of the most successful oh. COOs that I worked with mm-hmm. used a index card and rubber band system. That oh, he had plan. he had a hipster PDA. Yeah, <laughs> that's a hipster PDA. That's the Merlin Man hipster PDA. But then I should also note that he had a Sony CLIA as well. Like everybody had a Sony CLIA Horrible. at the at the top levels. What a piece of trash. Yeah. Uh, that I, is I not loved, a good device. I loved my clear. I know you did. I know, I, but man, that was not that was not it. Wow. All right. Reminiscing about old technology. <laughs> All right. The next email is titled "Recommendations," and this comes from Anthony, Leia, and Josh. I'm very embarrassed to say that I got my ham radio technician's license in 2010 and have not been on it once. Okay. I purchased a Yaesu FT60 that the battery stopped charging and then a Yaesu FT3D that for a very organized person can't find the charging cord or station. After watching a few of your YouTubes, I uh, would like your recommendation for either a handheld and or mobile or HF radio or possibly both. I'm going to pause really fast. Anthony, you can buy a charging cord. It doesn't have to be the end because you can't find it. Well, so his his radio likely needs a new battery. You can buy a replacement battery. He said FT60, right? uh, FT3D. Oh. And he also had an FT60. Oh, okay. So this is, is, you're going to love this, Anthony. You're going to love it. One, the FT3D is still a fine radio. And the battery composition of the FT5D is the same. It's the same battery. You can go buy a brand new FT5D battery, plug it into your FT3D, not have to pay any difference in price. Mm -hmm. Be back on the air. No problem. Look at that. And the FT60. I want everybody to understand that the FT60 is still one of the best selling handhelds that exists today good good buys on your part Anthony. yeah so you can go buy an ft60 battery without any problem and you'll bring it right back on the air and it will be no problem in fact i did that this year got a new battery for my ft60 that i purchased in 2007 wow that battery only crapped out on me like a year ago wow right yeah pretty good mm-hmm Anthony continues, we live in Florida. However, most of our family and friends are in New Jersey. So that so that would be HF, correct? And handheld mobile would be more local. Absolutely. Uh, So do you have any recommendations if you wanted to add to his ham radio arsenal? 
Yes, Leah, but uh, did he give us no. the most important piece In of fact, information? He did not. What no, is no your budget? Budget. So the problem with the giving me the no budget is there are so many good radio options on the market right now that I could straight to flex. How much time? <laughs> so somebody once commented that somebody said, "Give me the best antenna you can buy," and it, it turned out it was like a teenager. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely step IR. And I was pulling up like $10,000 antennas. And the kid's like, oh, that's that's a lot. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, you said like, the I don't best know. best one money can buy. Like, I don't know uh. what you mean. Um, I can't be in your head, right? So, okay. <clears throat> so, the, so. I think the short answer is, Anthony, please email us again with your budget, your assumption is correct. Uh, Anthony continues, happy to sign up for your courses once I have a direction on what to purchase on my Yesu FT60 uh, will not turn on and the Yesu FT3D, okay. I'm sure I can get a new charging cord or base charger. Please know that I am open to any ideas you have if that means us purchasing new units that are more updated and chirp programmable. Okay, so a couple of things. I've already given you ideas on the new batteries. Let's go ahead and let's just take it to the next level for antennas. We got to bring your antenna game up. Go buy yourself a like a really good dual band antenna that you put on the side of the house. I like the diamonds. Uh, I like the Comet antennas. These are fixed exterior antennas. You'll probably pay under $200 for one of these. And the cool thing is, is you're going to feed it with coax, right? So it's going to be a PL239 on the other end, like the, you know, you're going to have the little prong bit that sticks out, the fat connector. You can buy an adapter that will allow you to connect your, any one of your Yesu handhelds to it. But the long-term goal is let's get you started, get your handhelds back on the air with a good antenna. You'll get out, you'll be able to get out all over the place. And then once you hit us back with a budget, We'll be able to tell you mobile radios that you could use for a shack radio or possibly yes. getting into HF and all that stuff. And as always, if you got the time on a Saturday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, join me on the live stream. We always do a show topic. And then after that, at about 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we do the after chat. And the after chat is for questions like these where we can go into a deep dive asking you because you'll be on voice or at least in text to tell us what your budget is what your goals are and we can tune in to precisely the right things for you yes and uh you don't have to sign up for joshua's courses you can just it's just the youtube channel there's no <laughs> there's no courses signing up for my courses is literally clicking the subscribe button on my youtube channel it's free <laughs> it's free all right. Well, thank you so much, Anthony. Uh, look forward to hearing back from you. The next email is titled Ham Radio Nets. Ham Radio Nets. And this comes from Sergio. Hey, guys, I've been listening to the podcast for a long, capitalized long oh, time now. Sergio is very And serious. never emailed. Uh-oh. Well, we've fixed it. We fixed it. I don't know what I'm saying. We're good. Here we go. Keep going. <laughs> well, thank you for listening for so long and welcome to the tower. Welcome. As I didn't know how to properly spell Leia in the email address, I finally looked it up. That is L-E-A-H. We just say Leia at hamtactical.com. There's people that's like, Lee? Leia? 
<laughs> All right. That's L-E-A-H. Lima Echo Alpha Hotel at gmail.com. No. Oh, at ham. Jeez, at hamtat. <laughs> All right. Anyway. That won't get you anywhere. The other one's not actually her account. <laughs> yeah. So that's not getting you anywhere. I do get, and I think I mentioned this you, before, you that I, I still get emails mm-hmm. that go to my maiden name mm-hmm. uh, to this day. And I and I feel like this person has moved around a lot. <laughs> and I'm unsure. We've really, we've really uncovered an entire <laughs> life of yes, the person. yes. I know that they Wait. drive Hondas um, and wear glasses. And <laughs> but but this happened to me over Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Nadia contacted me. Yes. Because if you've ever looked up Josh Nass on, on Google, you will find that there are two. <laughs> One is me. The second <laughs> is a very Jewish pundit who occasionally hops on Fox News. Yes, so he he actually turns up with more results than you if you search by Because name. I don't use my name. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet you if I turn that around, I'd blow this guy out of the water. I don't know if that's true. I think so. I He's think on so. Fox News. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. Well. Wait, so- that's it? We didn't hit the Nadia thing? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Talk about the Nadia, Nadia. Kitterman is, yes. I think, his mother-in-law. Yes. And so I have got like passive aggressive text messages. And emails. And emails from this woman. Like and when you told, when you responded to explain that she had the wrong Josh Nass, she was like, if you don't want to come, just say If you don't want to be that. part of this family, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, just, then just say so. You're about to get Josh Nass divorced. Uh, dude, Josh Nass was probably like, this other Josh Nass. <laughs> is ruining my is life. This this liberal in Southern California is ruining my life. And I'm like, dude, I'm probably more, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm really moderate. I don't know why you're... <laughs> you're... I like own guns. Uh, <laughs> so I've literally, like, taken selfies of myself. Huge beard. Totally blonde. White dude. Not Jewish. Like, holding a thumbs up and sent it to her, like, different Josh Nass. And she's uh-huh. like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> but and she messaged you she on hit, Facebook she Messenger. Hit me up, she hit me up on Facebook Messenger to say like, "Oh, this there's a really funny link of a video that you were on, and or a, a like a blog." Uh-huh. And I and I'm like, "Oh, so I f- kind of forgot." <laughs> and I click on it. It's like some Jewish national in New York. Blah, blah. I'm like, wow, they're getting into ham radio. This is amazing. Maybe maybe they're going to use that that wire that circles the whole area. They're going to tune, tune it up. It up. <laughs> they're going to tune it up. Let's do it. And uh, and then I'm like, oh, and I, and I send her back, and I'm like, oh, wrong, Josh Nass. This is yeah. This is the other Josh Nass. And she's like, I'm so sorry. Um, aren't they on each other's friends list or something? She's on my like, friends list. She's on your friends list. What? I don't know. She added me. I, I'm not going to be like mad. She's not malicious. They're all nice people. But why did you allow her to add you? I thought that it would reduce if she could see my big blonde face, my big Irish potato face. And she'd be like, different guy. I don't know. I feel like technology helps this, <laughs> but I guess not. This whole time she's wondering why her son-in-law is talking so much about ham radio. <laughs> 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 
And who are these? Actually, who are these happy children? He keeps posting. What is this other family that he has? All right. Well, Sergio continues. Anyway, I really love your show. Well, thank you. Thank you. I don't have any suggestions other than carry on. That is amazing. That's amazing. Love it. I mean, we also like suggestions to improve the show, yes. But, yeah. But that's that's high praise. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I wanted to expand a bit on one of Josh's comments about Nets in the last episode. He said something to the effect of, it's a bunch of guys complaining. <laughs> well, I mean, some are. Not all of them. I would totally agree with this if I'd only checked into voice nets on HF or VHF. I would check out the voice nets every few years, and you're right. It's boring old timers bitching about everything. <laughs> a while back, I discovered CW nets. These are a totally different story. In CW nets, it's much more time and labor consuming to prattle on about how no one wants to work anymore. They tend to be very much focused on efficient and polite communication. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that, but that makes so much so much sense. They are also a great way to get your CW speed up to snuff. There are slow speed nets around oh 10 words per minute everywhere, and it's great to engage daily in CW without busting a blood vessel. Once you start figuring it out, your speed should be ready to move to the regular 20 words per minute nets. The guys on the nets are super polite and helpful. I have had many send me their phone numbers to call or text for any questions on net procedure. The coolest thing is that the CW nets are usually tied to the National Traffic System, NTS. The long and the short of it, it's a nationwide messaging system for message delivery when the SHTF. Messages are passed all day and night around the country, and it's super fun to inject messages into the system. It's pretty much like sending telegrams to your homies, but for free. It's just super old school fun to send a message to someone across the country for their birthday via Morse code. Hmm. That sounds great. I had no idea about these CW nets having different uh, speeds. That's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to thank you guys for getting a new batch of people licensed and getting normies interested in a fun hobby. Uh, and there's a, a follow up email. So I'm going to I'm going to hop to that. Um, that's titled British Knights SO Blood Killers. Hi, guys. As promised, it's me again. This oh, time I, I wanted... expected we're going to get a lot of these, actually. I wanted to confirm Josh's story about BK shoes. I was born and raised a bit up the coast, Ventura County. In the 80s, I heard the same urban legend about British Knights with a few twists. The version I heard had Bloods taking out swaths of junior high school-aged kids for wearing BK shoes. The reason was that the Crips supposedly wore BKs because the real meaning behind BK yes. was blood killers, yes. as in one who kills Bloods. But I did hear this tale several times in the early 80s among high school know-it-alls. So for what it's worth, I can confirm this was a thing. Thanks again for all you guys do to strengthen and grow the hobby's ranks. 73 from Sergio, KB8QPT. Yeah, we dipped into that a little bit last week, right? The blood killers. Yes, that is that is confirmed they, the thing. How they got into trees is still the, the, leap, <laughs> the anthropology leap we haven't discovered yet. We're just going to have to ask your mom, I think. 
No, no, that was the schoolyard. So my mom was like the BKs. If you, if you're walking around with BKs, you might get beat up. Uh huh. That was my mom. Mm-hmm. So like no BKs ever. Have you ever it thought that maybe it was the schoolyard maybe... banter that someone oh. came up with? They come out of trees. Have you ever thought that they were just in trees so that they could string their antenna wires? <laughs> with the squirrels that they train. <laughs> yes. Could you imagine squirrels that they also equipped with tiny little PKs? <laughs> Squirrel PKs on squirrels. PKs on squirrels. <gasps> That's a good idea. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. The next email. Oh, sorry. Thank you so much, Sergio, for all the kind words uh, and for the information on the nets and confirmation of the uh, British Knights tale yes well no my tale i have no question (laughs) the the truth of my tale the next email is titled cw lounge and this comes from oh here we go andrew if it's not in the form of a a comment on apple Podcasts, i don't know that we can read this hello my favorite one-way ham friends (laughs) well it's two-way you're talking to us i mean yeah we're reading what you said and then talking back at you. Yes. It is a it's a mixed media pen pal system yeah. come up with. It's a it's a ham pen pal system. But it's mixed media. Yes. Because yeah. we're, you know, yeah. I love the CW lounge. <laughs> but what excitement? I think it might be for a different reason than most other people. I don't think that there has been an episode that the key or keys have worked the first time. <laughs> it's always sticking or not working. Then Josh said, what is going on? Or what the followed by? Okay, hold on. Now try. It's great. The first 30 seconds of the CW lounge <laughs> is comedy chaos. gold. And please don't stop. <laughs> you know, as... as, as... I've never really subjected myself to be a consumer of that particular portion of, like, I've listened to other, like, I've listened to our podcast yes. on, like, just to, like, check in occasionally, like, how are we doing, you know? Yeah. Like, are we, you know, do we sound all right? Are we leveled right. out somewhat? I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm completely chaotic with all this stuff. I, 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 I know, I know. But I've never really listened to specifically the CW quarter. It has to be complete nonsense yeah. because yes, for that for that comment, like it's literally you just saying it, like there's beeps and bloops, and then you say a character, and then I say another character. They could be the same. Who knows? We're not helping anyone. It's a terrible segment. It, it turns out. Go. It turns out. It, it turns out that we're actually not doing the best job in helping people. Cause we're not like let's assume let's assume that someone is just like brand new to the podcast and then you're like M S U K S S U U S yes sus yes this is all sus I we probably need to like this is not a good show segment. <laughs> we probably need to kick off the CW uh, corner with lounge. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's the name of it. <laughs> with like going back over the characters so people can like catch up. We probably should do that. Yes, right. I'm, I'm making. Okay, <laughs> I'm making notes. 
<laughs> Andrew signs off. Andrew K zero K B B. That's November zero kilo. Bravo, bravo. Thank you so much, Andrew. Now, part of that I blame on Leia. <laughs> I want to get her in and out of the CW lounge as fast as possible. I'm trying to like express lane her getting through that because I know she's not like the biggest fan. But why would may- you say that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. You've been pretty candid with your opinion. Uh, but I, I think that that's probably what we should do is like spend a little bit of time in the beginning of each segment but i do that segment i do the thing well yeah but again (laughs) i love you uh you that's me doing the best i can to copy what you're sending and (laughs) i'm not saying that that's the the best i'm doing there could be there could be be people listening to this segment that their entire understanding of that character is you oh no playing that character (laughs) no i'm so sorry (laughs) so that's a whole nother problem i didn't really think about that either Howard for, the, just, Howard for the somebody said Howard this segment for the Long Island CW Clubs. What is actually I, going I, on? I'm here? revoking your lifetime membership. You have to send back the jacket. <laughs> we should just get rid of it. It sounds complicated to figure this out. This is ooh, buddy. Gotta get on top of this. Gotta do this the right way. All right. The- the next email is titled uh, TID H8 Second Gen, and this comes from Robert. Would Josh be interested in testing the TID H8 Second Gen 10 watt radio? I would love to hear his review of this radio and its capabilities. Thanks for all you both do with this channel. This sounds like a repeat from last week. Thanks for all you both do with this channel. Love mm-hmm. to listen. Well, thank you for listening. Okay. Have a great day. I'm the one who at, who asked how to join the HRCC VE group. Oh, thanks again for thank all you. you do for yeah. the ham community. Okay, so uh, I have been sent now two of these TID radios. The first one did not meet power output and uh, had some spurious emissions problem. No, not spurious emissions. Yeah, problem, we talked about this last suppressed week, harmonics. Right? Yeah. yeah, I have now. A new radio from the same company. Let, let me just say, uh, let me let me take a moment here. I don't, I don't want to belabor this, but um, let me just say that the, the YouTubers that make videos that you watch, we talk to each other, okay? And You do? We do. And and the topic of these Chinese radios has, has come up multiple times, particularly as we have all gotten better, I feel, in our review strategies, particularly when it comes to spurious emissions and spectral purity and the concern that um that some of us have is that we might be getting juiced radios right right yeah we talked about this when they just send so i'm assuming the first shot off the bow when they send a lot of us a radio is just like an amazon job Mm -hmm. or a get it out get it out just get it get it to them go ahead from from whatever our distribution medium is and then we complain about it that it's not good and then they send us a new one and they're like oh you uh, beta tested it for us oh you you actually used testing equipment and tested it and oh 
oh, no. We don't. We don't actually have a QA team. You, you are our free QA team. <laughs> Thank you for the feedback. Right. So then all of a sudden a new radio shows up at the doorstep. Same as the old radio, except... But it's not the radio that was put into production. That's the concern that some of us have. And I am now becoming more worried about that. Mm, as yes. as time has gone on, particularly this year... you got to have seeing, a third party order the radio. No, I think what it... Well, uh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. No. In the sense that we need to be anonymous. Yes. So if somebody's going to send us a radio... At least this, I think this is going to be my position going forward is that I'm going to, I'll let them send me a radio, but then whatever that radio is, I'm going to anonymously purchase that same radio. Mm, the this, problem. This seems like it's going to be a lot of radio. The, the problem. Well, sure. And potentially a lot of bad radio. Uh, like half, right? Potentially. I, I mean, I don't know. Um, the, the problem that you run into with that is. Hey, when are we going to sell off a bunch of your radios? I know. I, I literally have way too many handhelds. I have to get rid of a ton of these handhelds. Yeah. The problem is... I'm, or I'm, give them away. But, but the problem is I'm, t I'm potentially giving away a radio that has spurious emissions and, and creates harmonics on the bands. I can't really do that in good What conditions. if... What if... Yeah. You start a segment where you fix the spurious emissions and then send oh, the radio can't. on. You can't. You can't. Why not? Uh, because it, it doesn't have the filtering in, in it. Now, I'm not going to jam a bunch of filters on top of it. Like, it, it's done. Like, what's built on the radio is pretty much it. Like, you're not mm. going to redo that. I was thinking, instead, we go to Anza Borrega with a, a, a skeet thrower. What? And we sh we shoot them. We make, make shoots, shoots of? of? We make shoots of. I like to make shoots of things. Yeah, but yeah. like a radio. Just huck a radio out there and just blast it. Then we have to come up with a radio launching mechanism. A ski thrower. Like the spring, the old spring thrower. Oh, they'll toss the radio. Oh, heck yeah. Now we got to get a ski thrower. So, <laughs> no, that's like the, the single arms. It's literally like a catapult. Think of a catapult, but sideways. Okay. You take a big arm, you pull it back. It's got a huge spring in it. You pull it back. It locks into place. Yeah. Then you get like 20 feet away with a rope. Mm -hmm. you, you're on the shotgun, ready to go. And you yell, pull the guy with the rope, yanks it. And it hucks the thing out and just flying out there. Oh. I literally have like... That's a nice winter plan. Almost, We almost have a full skeet tournament that we could do with some of these HTs. You have that many that have spurious emissions? Yes. Yeah, I have that many that like I don't want to give away because they're, they're bad. They're bad. They're bad. Mm. Mr. So bad. you want to go like at the end of the month? Just <laughs> oh, you're already planning this. By the way, we got to talk gotta about Winterfield Day. Winterfield Day. Gotta get rid of these radios. I gotta. We gotta talk about Winterfield Day. There's already plans afoot. Look at all these casitas you can rent, in that I can shoot shotgun out. What did we do? In Borregos. Oh, Borrego Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Because we got we got to go to Anza Borrego to do it. Yeah. yeah. We'll tell Adam. Adam will be down. Yay, Adam! I'm gonna. You know what? Then I'll be able to actually cook Adam something in a kitchen. You know, because he's had like my camp food, which is like, it's good. fine. Yeah. You know, but really when I wow Adam the wizard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Robert signs off 73's Robert W6IAA. Thank you so much, Robert. Uh, I hope that answers your question about 
that radio. Maybe. Hopefully. I mean, if... I guess I gotta take the batteries off of them. But, yeah, I'll take the batteries off of them. What? <laughs> I don't want to shoot no LifePo batteries. That seems like a problem. I don't want to leave a bunch of toxic waste. Y- yeah, that's a good point. We would pick up... Everybody listening, of course, we would pick up our trash. We're not going to be like FPS Russia out there blowing up fridges with Tannerite. <laughs> All right. The, the next email is titled, Hello from Alabama, K-O-4-N-A-C. Hello. And this comes from Colton. I almost read that as Colton. It's Colton, right? Colton. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Josh and Leah. I absolutely love the podcast. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Y'all have but such... how long did you listen until we finally beat <laughs> you into submission? Y'all have such a great content that is both informational and entertaining. The YouTube, all the cool stuff you guys do, and the HRCC videos and live streams are so cool. It's so good to listen to the long-form podcasts on all the long flights for work oh oh he's flying for work i love it all right i'll admit that i must blast heavy metal in my headphones of course while in line for security and deboarding oh yeah but when i get settled in my seat it's hrcc podcast time when i'm making fists with my feet in the hotel room it's hrcc podcast all the way well thank you for having us along on your travels we all know how air travel sucks I cannot wait to take a day off and play radio when I get home. I'm a little bit mic shy, but the folks I've connected with are amazing. If I'm home on a Sunday evening, I enjoy checking into the Central Alabama Simplex Net based in Birmingham, oh, Alabama. Nice. Last week after the net, I was scanning two meter repeaters in the area and happened to connect with some folks on a full rag chew mode, including the net control from the Simplex Net. I keyed during a pause so, and they remembered my name and call sign, bringing me right out of my shell without even knowing it. Oh, that's awesome. They were very welcoming, and that's what makes this community awesome. Please allow me to digress. I no longer travel as much as I used to for work. Burnout is real, and I'm so thankful to have an amazing job that respects my request not to travel as much. I now That work- is nice. Yeah, it really is. I now work from home most of the time, so I've been studying for my general and Morse code is super fun. It's amazing to work only eight or nine hours a day and have free time in the mornings and evenings for studying and doing fun stuff. Look at that work-life balance. Way to go, Colton. What is that? As I dive deeper and deeper into this hobby, I'd love to share my little setup because I love hearing what this community works with, too. My rig currently involves a Yaesu FT2980R and a Tram 1481 antenna that is quote unquote professionally installed in a tree with the LMR 400 coax running through my window. Everything is secured with a few screws and electrical tape and gaffers tape. Very profesh. Chef's kiss. Go ahead, roast me. So much satire. No, this is good. The antenna setup has already survived some pretty spicy windstorms. To be honest, I'm actually surprised by how rigid it has been. In the photos, it looks crooked, but it's not too bad-ish. I have 15 acres at the end of a gravel road. I've got so many ideas for a shack, dipoles, towers, and all the things. 
also, I'm going to, uh, I was going to stop to read, but there looks like there's more pictures. Also, what's an HOA? <laughs> I'll add a few, Don't worry about it. I'll add a few quick photos of the setup below. Feel free to use them if you want. Uh, let me see. If you... mm-hmm. Leia is okay. looking feverishly. Oh, okay. So I'm going to show you the pictures really quick. Okay, here we go. That's one of the pictures. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I like. I like it. Uh, you got a tree that you got a two by or a piece of a board that you've got attached to to a VHF UHF antenna. I love that. Love the ingenuity. Yep, making it work. Yeah, good setup. Nice. That'll get it done. All right. I think you were expecting to be roasted, and you got nothing but approval from Josh. So. No, because at the end of the day, I mean, I, I came from, you know, just making it work and using, like, literally pool cleaning rods, telescoping mass to get antennas in the air. Like, we... We've all experienced that kind of stuff, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. just that's just how you start. You gotta you gotta do it. And I will drop these pictures in the show notes uh, if Nick will so kindly remind me. Thank you, Nick. That's right. Between his juggling of uh, all of the the VE mastery he's doing, so uh, Colton continues. I've also got a mobile setup for my Yesu for preparedness and POTA stuff too. I'll share more photos of that rig later if you want. We love pictures. Yes, please. Maybe we can see each other in Huntsville at the next Hamfest. Wishing you guys all the best in a hearty 73. Cheers, friends. KO4 NAC Colton in Alabama. Thank you, Colton. I, um, I am confirmed for at least four Hamfests this year. I will be going to Hamvention, of course. Hamcation is the most up and coming, so I will be at Hamcation. I've already booked my travel for that. I will go back to Huntsville again, and I will be the MC for the oh. International DX Hamfest in Visalia, California. Remember, I'm taking over for Chip. Oh, right, Visalia. I think I helped build a school there. Yeah, we're going. I mean, you got to go too. Why we're do I going. have to go? You're all going. Why we're all do we going. have to go? We're all when going. is it? Uh, we'll worry about that later. I'm not sure we're all going. <laughs> okay. all right. I'm all going. Right. I'll be there. The next email is titled Sleds, and this comes from Douglas V. Per the most recent podcast, a few years ago, without knowing any better and only looking at price, I took two seven amp hour SLA sleds mm-hmm. on a hike to oh. do radio and a municipal park oh. summit. Oh, ho, ho, ho. he took two seven amp hour sleds. Mm-hmm. Those are heavy batteries. On top of that, this was in the Phoenix area in the middle oh, of summer my. and I didn't start until midday. Oh my goodness. I learned a lot that day. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Oh, no. I now use two two 10-amp-hour LifePo 4 batteries for portable and soda work, as well as for flying with radios. The sled hiking was before I knew that soda existed. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like you really did learn a thing. Thank Uh, you for sharing that. One of my first soda hikes is with a sled battery. 
Uh, and I have an email that uh, is a reminder. The mm-hmm. HRCC Coffee Club will likely be launching next week. Oh. So in case you wanted to. So the way that it's structured is that uh, the coffee club members will get a bag of coffee, a different type, every month. If you commit to a full year of coffee, you will get one pound of coffee a month. Oh, I don't even think you need to commit to the full year, but oh. every every month, oh, okay, has, sure, 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 um, a decal that goes with it, and it we, is different. Yes, there every, every decal is different. Yes, uh, we will be bringing back the Colombian. Give it the beans, mm-hmm. our original varietal, our original varietal. Yeah. Yes, uh, and then we've got. It sounds like over 30 varieties there of coffee to get There is so through. many varieties. We can't wait to tell you more about it. I can't wait for you to see the designs that Leia has cooked up for these stickers. They are insane. Yes. Uh, so that will launch on a specific coffee website. It, which um, we will tell you. Yeah, next week. Okay. So keep an eye out for that. I mean, I'm assuming we're going to talk about it on the podcast. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. This would be the spot, I guess, if we wanted. Yeah. I don't know. I'm old school that way. (laughs) The next email is titled, Singing the Praises of the AT6666. And this comes from the Leatherman West. Oh, right on. Per all the emails regarding the subject at hand. (laughs) Good. Yes. The Anytone AT6666 is amazing. Tex, if you have not bought one of these radios, get it now. Generals and extras, you need this radio too. 10 meters is hopping and this radio makes a great POTA rig for the mobile. With 50 watts and a little Wilson CB antenna, I can have easy drive up to POTA activations in a matter of minutes. That's a really good point. Is 10 meters is a... A very friendly mobile mount antenna size. This is what John Amadeo was trying to yeah. uh, drive well, home for a long time. Uh, the, the 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 many different aspects of the wisdom from John uh, John Amadeo on this uh, radio is one of those aspects. Is the mobile setup is it's on point. You can have a simple mag mount or a really easy lip mount that you can attach. A Wilson is one of them. There are many different brands. You can even do a ham stick on 10 meters, and they'll be very effective. You'll you'll do very well. All right. Yeah. I travel a lot for work, mainly oh. in the same southeastern part of Louisiana, and there are about nine parks in this general oh, area. Oh, love it. Love Who it. Who doesn't have an extra 15 minutes to yeah. activate a park while they're passing by? So, okay, th- this is a really important point. Consider like Leia when I go do the POTA videos, mm-hmm. right? I'm like going to take half of the day. I'm going to go set up a big antenna. I'm going to do all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and then you don't see me for half the day. What if like you had it all configured in the vehicle? Mm-hmm. You just drive up, right? Do the activation, get on the way. No setup, no fuss, no muss. Do the thing. Get out. Done. He's activating in 15 minutes, and he's on the way. That's amazing. That's like, that's just part, that could be part of your work day. Mm-hmm. He could just be taking a lunch, right? activate a park, grab a bite, boom, he's back at work. 
With a setup as simple as this, you too can become a POTA champion. I've really enjoyed my time with this radio and literally use it every day. Oh, well, cool. my day job does require me to be on the CB almost every day. So hypothetically, this radio could be both, but it is frowned upon by tyrants. I highly encourage everyone to put this on their Christmas list. Also, if my praises don't do it, maybe two back-to-back VK contacts, that's Australia, from the mobile will do it. Oh, that's pretty good. That's impressive. On the vertical. Yeah, that's really good. I work for a company that sold the land for K2357 to the state, meaning we own the land completely around it by 365 degrees. They just sold like a center out of their land? I don't know. This means there are company roads surrounding the park and we have right of way. So I am in the park on the inside shoulder of the road. In 2024, clear cut plan, my logging crew is going to be logging on property bordering the state park. So for at least a month, I can be making POTA contacts at this park. I'm very fortunate to work in a career that allows me to play radio in the idle time and pays me to be on the CB all day. My childhood dreams are coming true. (laughs) That's awesome. If you love the outdoors, conservation and heavy equipment, being a forester might be just be the job for you. If you have any questions about the AT6666, reach out in Discord. I would be happy to help. Also, I ordered a QMX for even more portable activations. That is a much more portable unit. Yeah. Sincerely, Wes, the Leatherman, KI5WES. Love it. Thank you. Things are really, you know what? I'm loving the positivity from Wes. Yeah. You know, great thing. Very positive. Thank you. The next email is titled Poda and Ratchet Straps. <laughs> Here we go. And this is from Andrew. First, let me say sorry for two emails in one show. You're totally fine, Andrew. Hi, everybody. Per not my last email, but the one before that, I failed at Poda. My antenna wasn't working. Mm. It was a self-built and fed halfway from the AWRL kit. That was then and this is now. Mm-hmm. A little backstory, the radio club I belong to has loner gear for its members. They have an ICOM 7300, 705, and a Yesu 991A. Those are pretty nice loner radios. Yeah, that's a cool club. By the way, congratulations on having a good club. Yeah. (laughs) So after my last failed attempt to activate a Poda Park, I decided to rent out the 705, which comes with a whole antenna system as well. Once again, I dropped my son off at daycare and head to the park, Castlewood Canyon State Park, K1211, and I get all set up. I go and f- to find a few other people on the air doing POTA for a couple of park-to-parks first, but no luck. I'm not getting through any of the pileups. I go to call CQ POTA and I get back nothing. I have self-spotted and still nothing. Mm. Then... Some comes up on my frequency and starts asking if it's in use. I try to tell him it is, but he can't hear me. Yeah. I sit there for about 10 minutes trying to figure out what is going on. Oh, that's, I've been there. Almost ready to give up and go home failing yet again, I found that the mic gain is set to 1%. (gasps) Oh, it's not the antenna at all. I turn it up to 75%, key up, and now we have transmit power. 
In about 40 minutes, I have 12 QSOs and have successfully activated good my first you. POTA. Woohoo! Happy dance. And, uh, you know, good job on sticking to it and checking everything out. Yeah, seriously. You know, yeah, that's good, good on you. That was a lot of fun. I never got a real big pile up, but would get two to three people at once calling me. I can't wait to get back out. Hopefully, we still have a handful of warmer days here in Denver before it's full-on winter. I mean, you can still get out in the winter. It's cold, though, Josh. Oh, my God, Leia. You know, it's just not the most uh, comfortable. And now (laughs) to the ratchet strap. Yes, please. This well, is what we're really waiting for. While setting up the antenna for this poda, I forgot to bring any rope or anything to throw to get the wire in the tree. While I walk back to my truck and I find my ratchet straps. That's basically just flat rope, right, Leia? That is flat. 100% from is Leia, flat From rope. Leia's point of view, yes. So I undo the strap and grab the long hook end only. I tie the loose end to the wire and throw the hook loop and up and over the tree and then use the hook to secure it to a bush to make an inverted v it worked great and just another use for a ratchet strap solid ratchet strap use that's it i'm gonna give that an eight out of ten no safety cone yeah because yeah. i mean that's <laughs> how did you show people where your antenna was if not using a safety cone? <laughs> Thank you for the great podcast, Andrew, K0KBB. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Next time, safety cones. (laughs) Always safety cones. (laughs) And now it's time. It's the final email. Okay. The last email is titled Morse Code, and it comes from Patrick. Hello, Leia and Josh. So this question is for Josh. Okay. How did you learn Morse code specifically? Oh, my god! Did you practice the alphabet first and then join the Long Island CW Club? I plan to join the Long Island CW Club in the future, but I would like to master the alphabet first. <sighs> okay. There's actually, I don't want to turn this into a whole long thing because I know Leia's tired. Leia, you remember when, like, you were pregnant and I was traveling a lot for work? Yes. I That was such a great time. Wasn't that so much fun? <laughs> uh, I joined CW Ops because at the time, Long Island CW Club didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I joined CW... I mean, it did exist. What? It didn't exist? It did not exist. Long Island CW Club did not exist. Like, it didn't even exist in person as a club? No. Well, I, I mean, I don't know about... Jeez, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you what I got. This okay. is what I know. So what I was doing was taking the um, CW Ops classes. And I was taking them while I was on travel. Like I was literally breaking through the door to my hotel room in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and then dropping all my bags and pulling out the laptop, trying to get on the internet, pulling out my little CW key that I was traveling with, my oscillator, my MFJ oscillator and all this stuff. To, to get on the Skype call to, to, to do this. And I wasn't the best student because I just had so much going on, right? Yeah. Did the best I could. Um, I, I don't even know that I... I you I, had a lot going on. I was growing a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way to just take the wind right out of those sails. 
So I, I did my best. I, I think I don't even know if I passed uh, CW Ops one just because I was I was just so so busy, and I I, I had to back out basically saying like I I can't keep doing this. I, I think I'm dragging the rest of the class down because I just I can't I can't do the work because I was literally traveling all the time for my job. Uh, so CW Ops is is generally going to get you through learning the alphabet. So it also Long Island CW Club is going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So what what I did was learn the alphabet. Yeah. How, how do you learn the alphabet? Well, you got two ways. You listen to it and you transmit, kind of like Leia's doing with the CW Corner. You will find in your experience, from my experience, that you will have easier time with transmitting, whether it's a straight key or an iambic paddle to to do the the the, the characters and and it's it's like kind of playing an instrument and if you have a background of playing an instrument you'll probably be a little bit better with it in in terms of timing i feel that's my personal feeling okay learning the alphabet is is not that difficult the problem comes when you randomly start getting characters that are coming at you whether okay. it's on the radio or um, I was also using a system called Learn CW Online, which is lcwo.com. That's a website you can go to. It's actually a very good website. And and if you want a really good example of what this looks like, if you go to Sterling Man N0SSC's YouTube channel, you can watch him. He did a he he subjected himself to daily <laughs> live streams. Of learning Morse code, and he was largely uh, using uh, Learn CW Online. It's a really good video series. You can actually still go back and watch it. He's he's got all his videos up. You can you can do that, and you can do the same thing he did. And basically, what it does is it, it kind of does what what Leia is doing, but in a in an online format where they'll throw the the characters at you in some form of random order, and you just type them out, and you build that kind of muscle memory of character recognition the the problem and, and this is where i'm at and where a lot of people get at at some point you have a level of character recognition and you have to turn it into using it to copy words like real words like real people on the air and that's where it starts to get a little bit difficult because it's still random speeds can be different and vary and then you're dealing with band conditions high noise environments on the radio and i feel like that's where long and cw club is is really good uh, they're really good in teaching the the characters most of these groups are all really good at that i, I take nothing away from anybody when i talk about that but the long and cw club is really good at kind of like pushing you to get on the air mm. and that's really where you 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 need to be Particularly if you're uncomfortable, I hate to say that, but like you, you kind of have to push your mama bird's got to push you out of the nest. You got to learn to fly, kind of thing. The Long Island CW Club helps you do that. People like Howard, you know, the other the other folks will help you copy and complete a QSO after learning the alphabet, and that's okay. one of the things they do. They do these live QSO, you know, classes where they'll hop on to active CW environments and they'll help you by decoding some of that 
CW to tell you what to do, right? And they have a lot of the, again, this confidence building stuff. They have a lot of the the QSO worked out for you in, in terms of like a script that you follow and some of this other stuff that's like really oh. important, again, to, to get it's all the uh, the incidentals again these incidentals that helps build the confidence if it were me all over again and I had the time I would definitely pour it into the lung NCW club frankly because they have like like 70 classes a week and and that was the last time I checked which was like six months ago it has it, it's probably gone up from there or, or roughly it's the same but even if it's the same 70 classes a week for learning CW is an absolutely insane amount of classes that you can learn yeah like, like be active in doing it so um that that's a lot of how I learned was just just listening to on the radio, like turn the radio on. And if you would normally listen to single sideband, which is what I would do, I'd dive around all the time. I'd find a station that was a really loud station to me, and I'd leave it on that station. And I would try to copy people calling them. And mm. I would try and copy them themselves, like write it down, like write down, like take a, take a tablet and when you're doing something in the shack, maybe you're programming a radio or you're doing something else, just tune it into that CW station. Just let it run in the background and then occasionally take some time. Give your brain a bit of a break. But then, you know, take a little bit of time, take a tablet, and then write down the characters you can hear to the best of your ability. And see if you start following the conversation because, you know, a lot of times with CW, it's not this like flowery prose of, of the English language. There's a lot of pro signs and abbreviations and all this other stuff. And so you'll be like, oh, I just copied a TU. What is that? Oh, it's thank you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a TU and then there was a space and then there was a UR. Oh, UR. And then, oh, it was a bunch of numbers. That was the signal report. I see. Thank you. UR, meaning your signal report is... And then a series of numbers. Uh. Right? So you'll you'll pick that up the more copying you do, and then the more copying you do, you realize that there's these you know, this this own language, this own character to the way that a lot of these QSOs take place. And then mm -hmm. you know, when in Rome, do as Romans do, just just follow along with what they're doing to the best of your ability. And that's generally how you're gonna how you're gonna learn, to be honest. There's at some point it reminds me of, um, think of every child you've ever learned to ride a bike, right? And Every child you've learned to ride every, a bike. Sorry, every child you might have helped to learn or seen have is learning to ride a bike. Okay. <laughs> and there's always one of those children who just is perpetually stuck on training wheels. Sure. They won't take them off. Right. They're scared of taking them off. That's Edison. Right. The, the, the child that's perpetually scared of taking off the training wheels is kind of like getting stuck with just rote copying of random characters. Mm. The, the not getting on the air. The taking the training wheels off of CW is making a contact on the air. Is is going and, and attempting it and, and doing it as to the best of your ability. Now... If you want to try and do this on the air, I would recommend you join the Ham Radio Crash Course Discord and go into Spots and Skeds. We have a hashtag Spots and Skeds chat. And put a call out like, hey, I, I, I want to learn CW better. I want to practice with somebody. 
what's nice is if you I have dance with somebody. You know what? Don't say that. <laughs> don't don't say that. I want to practice CW with somebody. Um, the advantage of using Discord is that you can have you can still have the like lifeline of Discord. Mm-hmm. Like, did you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. Okay, let's try and you know do the contact. Boom, boom, boom. Send the. What'd you hear? Oh, I heard this. Oh, I heard this. Interesting. Do do the best you can to keep it all on radio, but you can always fall back on the Discord because a lot of, I think a lot of people where they get stuck is that they get in the situation where they're they're doing their best and then they just know they're not succeeding. And then what does the other station hear? Did mm. the other station even copy my call sign? Right. Do they even know that I'm out there? Am I just a completely unintelligible dits and daws monster? Well, the Discord removes some of that ambiguity where you just, oh, no, I, I, I got your call sign. I copied it completely. Let's see if we can do the exchange. Okay, cool. Let's do the exchange. Right. And then you're, you're working together to kind of learn something at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's also people that are way more experienced that will also get involved and, you know, see if they can help you out as well. So that that's what I would recommend. I know I keep uh, I keep in the back of my mind. I'm like, we got to do some live streams where we just do CW. And we, we utilize the Discord and, and we build that up better as kind of this way for people to kind of like get on the air. And I think that's something we, we got to do a, a better job at. So, yeah, really good, good email. And I hope that uh, I hope this little you know comment I took helps. All right. Well, Patrick continues. Yep. Okay. My schedule is very tight right now, so I wasn't certain I would have time to participate in live classes. Can you give us a little backstory about how you learn Morse code? For example, how long did it take you to learn the alphabet? Josh, as a young man, you get the picture. Well, I think you've done that. I, I mean, I, I think you can learn the alphabet in a year. Oh, what I didn't mention is I used a lot of apps. Um, so I had the advantage of using an app called Morse Toad and Morse Machine, which I think are now not available anymore on Android. I was told they're not. So the app situation might be a bit of a problem, but I definitely learned from using uh, apps on phones and tablets and whatnot. That helped me out a ton. Okay. So leverage the apps. Leverage a thing that you have with you all the time, like yeah. a phone, right? Okay. That, that's a perfect situation. Leia, great work on learning Morse code. I'm very impressed at your progress. Oh, well, I you. am too. Finally, Ratchet's Traps. Oh. Josh, the blame is all on you. Shut your mouth. If you did not show Leia how to properly load the truck and deploy the Ratchet's Traps, I'm calling you out. Leia, you did a fine on transporting the goods. Yes, safety cones should not be used as quote unquote wedge material, but it all worked out. Indeed, it did. Because Leia is a strong, independent woman that needs no <laughs> She has definitely never seen me use a ratchet strap. <laughs> never at all ever have I ever seen Josh use a ratchet strap. You sent Leia, me that the... video on, uh, on Instagram mm -hmm. of somebody using a ratchet strap. Like, this is how you use a ratchet strap this week and i had posted it I, I think i said something like that <laughs> that was like but hear me out what about bows and safety coats <laughs> oh by the way and i laughed leia is on instagram laughed. if you go to nas corners nas <laughs> corners that is leia's instagram that you can follow her shenanigans on the the 
what do you what do you what do you calling it? The other side of the uh, the the YouTube the tangents of the podcast. The, the other side of our of our lives. All the corners. All the corners. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Patrick signs off. I really enjoy the podcast. It keeps me company during my two and a half hour daily commute. My goodness. Oh, well, thank you for having us along and hopefully it makes your commute less painful. Yeah. And that's AC3KH, Patrick and 73. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Patrick. And uh, you really got Josh's uh, Morse code life story there. So... Yeah, although I, I I did forget to mention the app, so hopefully we covered that. But man, yeah, um, there's there's no right way, but there are plenty of good ways that many people have gone on. I think the trick at the end of the day, the the best thing you can do is try to do a little bit every day, however you can fit it in, in whichever format you can fit it in. Copying CW is something like a muscle memory; you have to build upon it. And if you consistently build upon it, that's going to be your best way to attain the level which we'd all like to be in, which is just head copy, like you're having a conversation with somebody that's sitting next to you. That's where we all want to be. Sure. The reality is, and and this goes back to my confidence they want, thing. You want to be fluent in more. Yeah. The, the, the reality is, and you're, you're going to have to build your way up to that, is that it doesn't happen instantly. And the, the true prominence in CW comes with time. And there's really no replacement Prominence in CW. Well, I mean, like the, the comfort, the, the feeling that you... Okay. Prominence, yeah, probably the wrong term. Um, the, the, the feeling that you actually are... are the CW awards are so illustrious. <laughs> it's the committee of CW. Actually, there is, there is. Um, I, uh, Thomas Witherspoon won it. A CW award? Yeah, there there is a, a the advancement of CW. Thomas won it last year. K four SWL, which nice. no question he totally deserves it. Totally, totally, totally. So yeah, yeah, super cool. That was a great comment. Thank you or a great email. All right, all right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for us. The fact you listen to the podcast and send us emails, voicemails, and physical mail. This popcorn is sure gonna fill our bellies, and. You know, we'll we'll have the kids try the hot one, see if they can hang, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Means a lot to us. Seventy-three. Seventy-three.